0: Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Bernard
1: of America?
2: no commercials, no subscriptions, no network, no rules, and at the end of the day, my friends, no comparison and really uh I have no idea what we're doing tonight. It's been chaos already. This is what happens when you don't do a live show in 2 uh in t- in 2 months. It's time for the year in review special. Greg Bishop, are you with us? I'm I'm paranoid because uh this 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 radio shack phone I've been using for years may finally have died on me.
3: Yeah, it looks like it came back to life. I guess I better stop washing dishes now. I was doing that until we
2: actually came on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is a dishwashing episode for sure. And as a matter of fact, any listeners right now who are who have nothing to do with just listening, go and wash your dishes. We'll make it. We'll make it like a communal thing. I got one more
3: to do. I got this pan to do. Listen, uh, you probably can't hear it.
2: I hear some 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 scraping. Anyway. Okay. I feel I feel like people joined in on a call that was in session. So that, ladies and gentlemen, of course, this is Banal of America Audio, BOA Audio season 9. And uh it's our annual year in review show with our our real good buddy, a mentor, friend, all that good stuff. Uh as I say about Stan Friedman, it's also true of him. He's part of the fabric of Banal of America. I wouldn't know what I'd do without him. He's my he's my dear friend and uh it's an annual tradition here where we close the book on one year and Look at uh, the next, and of course, he is the host of the outstanding podcast Radio Mysterioso, and the author of Project Beta, as well as possibly some new stuff coming up. We'll maybe find out about that in a little bit. Talking about, yeah, you know what? I'll talk about it. There you go. Talking about first time ever. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about, of course, Greg Bishop. Welcome back to the show, dude.
3: Thanks, Jim. Sorry, sorry, I stepped on you there. I shouldn't do that. You were doing a very
2: nice uh, intro. And yeah, yeah, you really, you really, you really, you left a turd in the punch bowl on that one, buddy. But it's all right. <laughs> so, congratulations on uh, the new year. Welcome to uh, twenty sixteen. How's the new year been for you so far? It's been eight days, seven days, something like that.
3: Yeah, we're we're a week into the new year. It, it's pretty good, actually. I mean, I have still got this thing where I haven't been at a regular job in almost a year and every few days i'll stop what i'm doing and go i don't have to be anywhere for you know i'm kind of poor but i don't have to be anywhere (laughs) for anybody and i get this huge rush of happiness i mean i gotta hustle for myself but i don't have to show up somewhere with somebody tapping their foot if i'm you know 30 seconds late and that i i can't tell you how good that feels
2: it's pretty nice i'm in a i'm in a you know not the exact same situation but uh I have a certain amount of freedom that I do enjoy. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's nice. Yeah. So that
3: that's how it's been and this year is um Aramania's coming up. Um we're going to I'm going to uh go to the um for the first time in years. I was going to go to the uh International UFO Congress just to see um Jacques Vallée, basically. And then in um uh April April or May, I think May, I'm speaking at the New Mexico uh sure uh, UFO conference meeting thing that they have up there. Yeah. So it's already shaping up to be an active year and I'm finishing off, uh, editing a book and, uh, a lot of stuff. We'll talk about it.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You did the catch up already. I like it. I like it. Um, so where to begin, dude? It's uh, it's 2016. We we're saying goodbye to 2015. I was, I, I guess, if I noticed one thing over and over, uh, when I, it came up. I don't know if it's just my uh, toilet humor or what, but when I was trying to put together the graphic for the, for the show, and I was trying to find sort of the most ridiculous uh, things to put <laughs> to, to 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 put around your picture. Um, including
3: cool.
2: my face, yes. Yeah. no, 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 you're the center, it's, it revolves around you it's like you're bemused looking at this like these are the things from the year that's kind of the idea and I just noticed that it was like I, I guess it felt like a lot of sameness I felt like a lot of, I mean there were some things that came up that were quite interesting and new and different in a sense, a bad way I think and we'll talk about it in a little bit but, but yeah. it was like a sameness just, and I don't even just mean the paranormal I just mean sort of like the world in general, this shared reality, it was like uh you know bill Cosby's still a weirdo asshole, uh you know Vladimir Putin's still insane, uh you yeah. know, like he's just kind of like all the all the all the normal freaks were pretty much just they amped it up this year, but didn't really yeah. was,
3: well there was there were more shootings, there were more apparently terrorist attacks, or the media chose to cover them more than they used to in the past i I do not know which.
2: I'm not sure. I don't know what to make of it. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, with the uh, bad things that have come up. It seemed like that when I looked back on the year, I sent you a couple of links. Uh, one that was just sort of the world news. Uh, yeah. You know, and it was like I was stunned by how many of those things were these crazy shootings and stuff like that. So it was like, what yeah. is this? Is crazy? You know. Yeah. There's
3: apparently you know one a day where the, you know more than a more than more than a couple people more, more than. One person got shot. I don't know what they call a mass
2: shooting, two or three or think whatever. Honestly, those, I think it's three, but who's – Yeah, smart? really?
3: Okay, so that happens every day. I don't know, you know, what they throw into that category, um, and that's not to make a political statement, but I don't know what they throw into that category, but it, um, I think it's a combination of, you know, coverage and um, uh, uh, the quickening, as Art Bell used to call it.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, the snowball effect. De- definitely, in a sense, because it's like, well, it goes to like what Lauren Coleman talks about in uh, his book Copycat Effect, where it's like, the more these, the more these unstable people see this shit on the news, then they get, you know, they get all titillated, yeah. and they they want to get get out there and do stupid shit like this. And next thing you know, it's just happening like once a month. But I don't. Well, let's get into that later, because let's talk about okay. the paranormal, because you know how you know how these people are. You know how these listeners are. They're going to say, why? Are you with the-? With the shooting at the beginning, I don't... You you
3: all have that same voice, but it's always perfect.
2: (laughs) It's supposed to be you and review. I listen... You know, every year it's someone. We offend somebody on the show. One year it was the believers, one year it was the skeptics, so, you know, we don't want... Oh, perfect. Yes. So, I guess... I didn't
3: know that it happened. That makes me very happy.
2: There's only one story worth even talking about in the paranormal, in yeah. a sense, of course, and that was the one that, like everybody, was going crazy about, which is the Roswell Slides, because it was the only story that sort of like became a took on a life of its own. Let's say, I can't think yeah. of too many other stories that did that.
3: No, and uh, it, the, the funny thing was, they were, had nothing to do with Roswell. Um, the people that were promoting them pushed that idea um, because they were apparently from the same time period. In the late 40s, uh, at least those pictures were supposedly taken in the late 40s. Um, what was it by a? Uh, everybody's going. I already know this. Uh, a uh, man that knew man and his wife who knew a bunch of important people in the government. There was a picture of a bunch of their vacation pictures, and then right in the middle of this, there's like pictures of some weird-looking, mummified-looking thing <laughs> on a table that looked like you know an alien or or a mummy or a kid or something. And it turns out that only two of those things were, were true, and uh, it yeah, it's um, I'm I kind of think that maybe that was the 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 low point, the nadir, the nadir, whatever you call it, of, of UFO study. And I hope that a lot of people that were fence sitting on exactly what they would allow in as actual uh, information that was good. And stuff that's completely junk and shouldn't uh, shouldn't even be uh, listened to for more than a second. I think that was the tipping point for a lot of people, at least thoughtful people that really um, try to look at the try to look at the evidence and make up their mind or not make up their mind, which might be even better. But yeah, I think that that was kind of dividing line. People are going to believe or going to continue to believe no matter what. It's like, oh well, it was just a little mistake. Um, no, it wasn't a little mistake. It was it, it was something that was. Uh, what, symptomatic of a lot of the the dumb parts of UFO study and society and everything, and media and coverage and how people twist things to make it look like they want it to look before they present it to people and how people delude themselves and all that. Hmm. But um, it, uh, I I think what it did was show people that, that, like I said, that are thinking about the subject seriously that maybe there's a lot of stuff they don't really have to pay attention to if they're if they're truly looking for answers, I don't really know if there's any answers in the in the field, but um you know, in a in a serious way trying to figure out trying to get to the bottom of the Right, the, right, right. The enigma, I think. I mean the, the other small thing was that uh, Puerto Rico um uh UFO from the what was it, uh Homeland Security uh thermal imaging camera from that uh plane that took off from Puerto Rico. I don't know if I saw that. Ago. Oh, yeah, it was uh It was. I can't remember what you see now. Now you got me on the spot because I can't remember when it happened. I think maybe about five or six years ago. But then somebody recently, some insider,
2: oh, found got uh, some shit. Okay, I see. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Sent this to uh, some researchers. Can't remember who the researchers were. It's very easily looked up. Just look up Puerto Rico um, UFO uh, plane footage. Um, uh, they leaked this to these these uh, researchers. The researchers. Kept a tight lid on it, didn't give out any publicity. Really good, you know, good method, too. I, I applaud them for this.
2: Who were the researchers, do we know?
3: Uh, yes, we do know. Their names came out. At first, they didn't have their names out, and then after the, they released their report, they slowly um, put their names out there so people could talk to them. But, but they're and, not you know, like, they're
2: not. So there's no one so, you, so the way you're saying that means that it's not someone I like no. You know what I'm saying? You're not it's not like uh, uh it's not like Mufon or uh, or, you know, uh well some you know. of them were
3: members of MUFON, but they formed their own group to study this footage. Twofon yeah, huh?
2: T- I said Tufon. It's like a sequel. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they formed their own group to study this thing as they thought analytically and scientifically as possible. Um their conclusion that it was is that it was an unknown. Um, You look at the footage, and at first it looks kind of compelling. Then if you – the the way I looked at it, I'll I'll tell you. The way I looked at it is I looked looked at the footage, and the first thing I thought of was this is something that's floating through the air on the wind, and the plane is circling around it, making it look like it's moving faster in a different direction than it actually is. Your eye is fooled into thinking that it's doing something that it isn't. It's Mm -hmm. just floating over the land. Um, however, they figured somehow they figured out it was like changing speeds and going faster, and, and apparently went under water for a while. Weird. they are right near the coast, and I was satisfied. Actually, later when I, uh some of the same people that were in the Roswell slides group um, started uh, saying that, uh, that they had noticed some of these things too, like I was saying, plus you know a lot deeper hmm. analysis,
1: Interesting. and that
3: uh, they they had they had some doubts about it. Um, serious doubts. So i I'm, I'm still up in the air. I'm, I'm, per, I'm probably, you know, 90% on the side that it was some kind of, you know, it was a, uh, it was a little like mirrored balloon or something like a party balloon. And they just happened to get this footage of it and flew, been fly and flying around it because I've, I've been flying for a few years. I've flown around balloons and things that are in the sky. They, they look like they're moving a lot different ways than you think they are, hmm. Um, because of the relative, you know, the angle you're looking at and your relative speed and your, your direction is compared to its relative speed and direction, blah, mm. blah, blah. Anyway,
2: so it's... Uh, okay, per, yeah, Puerto, Puerto Rican UFO picture, video. Yeah, yeah. so, sure. the,
3: you know, that group is still convinced that it's an unknown, and there's a few people that are fairly convinced that it's a, a, a mundane object, and I tend to believe the, the mundane object people. But I like this debate. I mean, after all this and all my babbling just now, I like the debate about it, um, and I like that, uh, you know, that apparently the people who bring out the information don't seem to be horribly threatened with people saying, well, you missed this, and this, and this, and this, and answering those questions.
2: Hmm. Well, we need more of that, that's for sure. Interesting. Okay. Well, you scoop me on this, because I had no idea. I had no in- inclination of any uh, Puerto Rican UFO video, so...
3: Yeah, they they released that, I think, sometime in a couple of months after the Roswell slides thing happened. So I guess sometime in the summer. You're they way released more that checked out than it. I am. All right. Well, well it, it's just, I don't know. On that stuff, yeah, on that particular story because I took a slight interest in it for a while because it involved an aircraft and an aircraft videotaping something and me looking at it and saying, that looks familiar to me
2: because that's you, what stuff looks like aircraft, when you're flying in
3: circles around it. Yeah.
2: Um. Well, interesting. Yeah, I don't have much to say. I feel like we've talked about the Roswell slides uh, on your show. Maybe last time I was on it, or on a previous. Yeah, probably. I feel like probably. we've already done the Roswell slides. There's not much more to say about it. Um, yeah. You know, it just turned yeah, into a but, big.
3: Uh, it makes people more careful, which is a good thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I, everybody's been condemned, and you know, and people that took things too uh didn't take things uh
2: skeptically enough
3: um but i do think
2: just based on what you,
3: the promoters
2: you're saying i don't think it was like uh i don't i'm not you're not saying this actually you were saying you were sort of speaking as uh people in ufology but it's like no fucking way that was a mistake you know clearly that was orchestrated at some level uh to to be a hoax you know what i'm saying there's no way you don't make a mistake like that that that, that, that gets disproven in, in 2 days
3: uh, y- yeah, you do. Uh,
2: I don't know. You
3: know why? Because I think that people can convince themselves of anything. And if it involves their egos and all kinds of other things, and
2: maybe... Well, then I guess the mistake is that not, like, I guess, I guess you're right in a sense. Like, if I was outside and I took a picture of a cloud and then I ran around for like nine months and I was like, I have the mothership photo, yada, yada, and then I released it and then everyone was like, no, dude, I ran it, you know, whatever, it's not. It's actually that kind of cloud that looks like a UFO, you know, that one uh lenticular i think it is um yes you know so the point is they didn't release any of this stuff they kept it very close that's what i mean that's what i mean so maybe that was the that's the mistake i guess if there was a mistake which i'm still skeptical of i think it was i think that there was some chicanery involved i think if there was a mistake then the mistake was sitting on the shit and not letting anyone else see it so they so it could be actually analyzed before you have a grand unveiling
3: yes it was done it, the, the timing and everything was very bad um and uh, I, you know what? I, if there is any actual fraud going on, if people want to use that word, I think it lies with the people that wanted to make money and promote it as oh, a yeah. financial thing, and not with the not with the people that like researchers, I guess like Schmidt and uh, Don Schmidt, and I can't remember who else was in there. Um, Mossan obviously, yeah. Um, he had, I think he had more of a financial stake in it, but the uh, the, the people involved as researchers um, I'll go who was the other guy that just jumped ship immediately
2: Uh, I have no
3: idea I can't remember his name because I can't remember any of these people anymore
2: I've tried Um, to forget about all these people (laughs) anyway
3: the the thing you know the upshot is I I really hesitate to call fraud on it but I do um, my take is that it was so important to so many people that it'd be really exciting, and a, and a, and a scoop and all that. That they kind of lost their senses about why don't we actually look at this stuff really closely and make sure that it's legit before we throw it out there. I don't think I think they purposely ignored stuff. I mean, it, obviously because it, you can't purposely ignore that little sign mm.
2: um,
3: that, that said you know body of mummified eight year old child. And,
2: <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it so great that there was a little sign like right in front where it's like, what are you? Yeah, well, they said
3: it was blurred and they couldn't read it, and they had the Pentagon look at it and all this crap.
2: But yeah, it, it,
3: obviously they didn't. Or if they did, they didn't. They ignored things because it didn't fit in with their idea of what it was going what it was supposed to be. And th- that's what I think went on, and I, I just think it, I think it was a great lesson. I mean, it, and taught people to be careful about what they let in as evidence. And maybe if we're really lucky, it taught people to think, um, you know, maybe, maybe an easy solution is not uh, is is not the solution. It, it 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 can't be as easy as all that. You have to do actual, real, very specific work, and be prepared to have it not pan out. You know, which I think a lot of UFO researchers, I mean, they get reports of like, after a while, if they're good ones, they'll just say, ah, it's a planet beast. Oh, that's a plane. Yeah. In, in 99% of the cases. So it's, uh, it, but I think it was more of a, a, of a lesson for the people, the people that are interested in the subject rather than the people that actually do the research, um, at least publicly. I mean, it, there's probably a lot of private researchers going, oh, geez, I, I hope I'd ever pull anything like that. But it makes them more careful, too. Hmm.
2: I hope. Let's hope so. But, yeah. Well, you never – I guess they were, it was percolating the year before it happened, right? Yeah. So yeah, like, I mean, they, know, we kind of all knew this was going to be, like, a big story this year. So Yeah. there was it is some year. information that had
3: been released. Kevin Randall wrote about it a little bit, and then I think he
2: jumped ship. Um,
3: a few months before the before the reveal or whatever you want to call it, but yeah, it was it it, it wasn't like it was a big secret in the UFO community. A lot of people knew about it because they, they kept teasing on it. They wouldn't say what it was, right? Exactly, or yeah. or tell people exactly where it came from or anything like that. I think they did tell that was they did tell it was pictures or slides, but they didn't say a what and say where it came from. All that stuff came out around the time they charged all those people to see the the uh, slides in Mexico City.
2: Well, I did want to mention, I don't know if I said this on your show or not, but uh, I'm pretty sure I did, but I I, I want to hear on the record for the year-in-review show. There's nothing that bothers me more about the Roswell Slides than the fact that it's just one picture, and it shouldn't be called the Roswell Slides. uh, And it's going to always be called the Roswell Slides, because that's what everyone called it all this time leading up to the picture.
3: Well, I said that apparently there were two slides, just that the other one really didn't have that much other information. It was just a slightly different angle on the same oh. stupid, stupid little uh, poor in, uh, Indian boy mummy, um, which you know is very quickly people found out that it was uh, it was a mummy that was in a it wasn't the uh, Mesa Verde uh, uh, museum in Colorado. It was found in a cliff dwelling. It had been taken away by an amateur archaeologist uh, whose name was on the thing. It said you know uh left uh, given by I can't remember the guy's name but they had his name on the actual placard if you looked uh blurred it very quickly and um it was easy to find the record of it I mean it was it was figured out I think basically in a day or two um I have and since I was sort of in that group but I thought that the slides were a complete waste of time so I didn't really pay much attention to it, They'll suddenly a bunch of people in the group started saying, I think we solved it. And I, th- I thought, solved what? And I started looking at what they'd done. And that was on a Thursday, I think. And on Friday, or on a Wednesday, I think, and on Thursday and Friday, it really blew up. And then on Sunday, I had them on my show. Actually, I think my show was the first to have the Roswell Slides research group people on explaining what had happened. Mm. And we talked, because I vowed I wouldn't have anything to do with it until I found out that it, it probably was something that was important for people that are interested in the field, like, like I said earlier.
2: Yeah, well, it was the biggest story of the year, that's for sure. Uh, there wasn't much – We've, we've. I feel like we've talked already too much about it because uh, there's not much more to it. I don't think we'll hear more about it. It'll just be like the um, – what was that ridiculous uh, – what was that ridiculous, um, you know, the autopsy movie. It's going to be like the autopsy movie all over again, so – Yeah, I guess so. I think that had a little bit more staying power because people couldn't quite
3: uh, place what was going on with it. But actually, it was pretty easy to tell that was a a bunch of hooey too. Because remember the second part of it where they were well, see, this was a different part of the film, but supposedly the same, you know, from the same source. And the different part of the film was um, looking at uh, um, what was it artifacts like eye beams and stuff. And the beams they're holding up look like giant like. I mean, they were huge. They were way bigger than anybody ever described. them. So it was pretty easy to tell fairly quickly that that was fake. I was at a MUFON meeting when those when the uh, Ros- when the autopsy film came out. Oh really? Standing, yeah, I was standing next to Roswell writer and producer Paul Davis. Oh nice. And watching this film, and I said, "Hey, Paul," I said, "You notice the, the all the scratches and dirt and stuff on the film?" I said, "Yeah." And he said. I said, that's added. That's digitally added. I can tell that. And he said, yeah, you're right. Holy crap. Because I've worked in post production, you know, you can tell when stuff is added that's not actually in the film. Mm. Because of, that was my job to, you know, figure those things out. So I knew right away that it was fake, that it was an old film. It was a new film that was made to look old by adding digital film uh, artifacts, or digitally adding in film artifacts to make it look
2: old. All right. No one's going to write to you to complain about that.
3: No, of course not. <laughs> It'll be something Nobody writes else.
2: to complain to me about anything It'll except not posting my show. What, uh, I, what other big paranormal stories caught your attention this year? I didn't really see much that really. Like I said, it was kind of more of the same. I mean, Bigfoot's still really popular. Um, you know, the ghost thing's still. Oh, you know what? You know what actually was a pretty big story that kind of bears mentioning is. um. Is the uh, is the exorcism live TV special, which I did not watch, but it was like a big, big story for uh, for a few weeks uh, leading into it and everything. They did a great job of building that up into something.
3: Yes, I heard that. It, I heard the big build up, and I didn't watch it because I didn't care.
2: And then I heard it was a huge, big, stupid letdown. What a surprise! Yeah, what do you expect? I mean, geez. But do you know something? This is I'll break some news in a sense here. Uh, you know. I uh, haven't really uh, seen this anywhere. Too many other places, but uh, apparently the Exorcism Live special was so popular that the channel that it's on, Destination America, is rebranding because they already have a bunch of shows that are like Bigfoot, redneck Bigfoot hunter, and and like weird, like <laughs> like they already have like a small slate of paranormal shows. But apparently, the success of uh, Exorcism Live has led them to decide to rebrand as a paranormal cable channel.
3: Yeah, well, you know, they'll they'll last until they ride that wave of popularity till people get sick of it again. Yeah. I cannot wait till people are sick of the paranormal again because then it'll be left alone and, and, and work can be done instead of pandering to to media. I
2: right, dude, I think that you're gonna be waiting a while. I think that I think that the paranormal's on the uh comic book track. Ups
3: Upsling again?
2: Uh, yeah, I think it's like, I think it's like gonna end up being sort of like, uh, chic in a way. Like that, like that nerd, nerd chic. You know? They've already exploited the the nerdiness. They've already exploited sort of like, uh, geekdom. So all that's left is like, shit like the paranormal. I I think a paranormal cable, I'm surprised it's taken so long for there to be a paranormal cable.
3: Yeah,
2: me too, actually. So, it could be really successful. And, yeah.
3: But there's truth to what you say, because I've noticed, like, certain hipsters on Facebook that I know are now posting things about, have you heard about this strange thing out in the desert called the Integratron? It's like... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I started going there in 1988. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking And other hipsters. people have been going there since the 60s. But, yeah, stuff like that. And, you know, uh, they're, they've, they're starting to post things about Unarius and, like, what the... So yeah, I, I think I think there's something to what you said. It's going to be like nerd
2: nerd cool. Yeah, so I think that's going to happen in the not I, I
3: ironic the nerd future. cool though, because you can't be into something,
2: you know. Well, that no,
3: that's that, that's hipster, but uh, but yeah, the the in a you know half the audience is going to be really into it because they think it's something important and true and important, and the other half of the audience is going to be into it because they're laughing at them.
2: Fine in a sense. I mean, like well, look at it this way, dude. Like somebody, yes, I- like somebody. I know it's like much bigger and shit, but like somebody could be like, like the people who were all into Star Wars, leading into it, were like obnoxiously into it and everything, and it was still, it was like celebrated in a way. You know what I mean? It was like so. If you can get at least some portion of the, if you, if you can get it where it's like you're not going to be laughed at for being into this, you know, it'll be sort of like, oh, all right, you're into that, that's cool. Then that would be a good thing for the paranormal.
3: Yeah, I guess so, but it, I don't think it's gonna solve anything because the best I think the best work on anything in the paranormal is done by people that you don't even hear about until it
2: finished what they're dead, what they're doing. Mm. Oh I agree with that. I, I, but I, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. So
3: Yeah, it's that's true. Yeah. You know what? If if uh if some money or effort or whatever can be thrown at, you know, eight hundred crappy things and three or four really good things, then you know, it's better than none. So and yeah. you know and it just make, it just it raises the awareness so maybe you get a few uh people that are off the grid that get interested and start uh looking into it because I think the independent off the grid you know I'll say this again i think the independent off the grid um outlier uh uh what's the word just people that aren't in, that that are looking at it from a, a different angle and don't really care about the publicity i think that's where the really good answers come from. Uh, and not maybe answers, but really good directions towards some
2: sort of answer understanding or handle New questions, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, yeah. Well, what you're, yeah, exactly. I know what you're saying. It's like an outsider might, they're not, and this is a sort of loaded word, but it's like they're not indoctrinated to what UFOs are and what ufology is. So they may like look at it from a different way and they'll be like, yeah. oh, you know. I'm trying my best to like,
3: you know, as I keep being interested in this, not to track myself into what people are looking at or expect to see or whatever. I tried to, you know, I'm trying to eliminate the words alien and UFO from my vocabulary, vocabulary as much as possible because that will, that makes my mind subconsciously or not turn towards those explanations and whether they're true or not, you know, it's, It's much more interesting to me to look at other stuff or, you know, free your mind to look at something that makes no sense whatsoever, you know, Mm -hmm. in in a logical way. I think that would be great. I mean, so I bet it's going to be, you know, somebody's making a discovery and they probably have that it's so off the grid and so ridiculous that nobody listens to them. But it has a it has, you know, it has a really good handle on on solving it or understanding it. I, I, I These are just, you know, gut feelings I've developed over the last, you know, whatever, how many years.
2: You think like this year or just at some point?
3: At some point. It could be this year. You know what's really hopeful? I've heard people like, you know, on Coast to Coast and other places and other shows say, oh, I think there's a difference in your photo study now. and There's younger people coming in and they have different ideas and they're looking at the subject afresh and they're looking at, you know, um, psychology and and, and uh folklore and all this other stuff in a serious way when only a few people like Valet and keel and, and Greg Little and people like that have been doing it in the past. I, Dennis Stillings used to do this with Archaeus Project. And that that gives me hope. That really gives me a lot of hope. So I don't know about this year, but I think it, there's gonna be progress on it this year definitely.
2: Let's hope so. Let's hope so. You know I told I, you I had some hopeful stuff to say. Yeah. Well I felt can like. Get
3: back to bitching if you want. What's that? You <laughs> can get back to bitching if you want.
2: I'm sure we'll do that. I'm sure we'll do that. Um, well, it's fun. As far as, the, like I said, Bigfoot seemed to get bigger. I don't think there was a big Bigfoot story that really got me excited. It was a lot of Bigfoot videos. I know that was Lauren's top for the year for uh, cryptozoology. Definitely agree with that. It was like, videos are becoming more and more. It's like, it sounds cliche in a way. It sounds like I'm out of touch. But I feel like it's still getting bigger. Videos, you know what I'm saying? It's like videos have been yeah, big for a was, while, yeah. but they're getting more bigger now. People, you know, it's like these. Yeah, two- more people have ways to capture video.
3: I, I mean, I started flying a drone recently, and somebody said, "Hey, what, I bet somebody's going to catch video off of, uh, a video of a Bigfoot off of a drone camera at some point." I said, "Yeah, pretty. I bet that'll happen this year."
2: Yeah, I read that, and uh, I read that actually uh, in an article today about scientific advances might happen in twenty sixteen and that was like the last on the list. But uh yeah, as I said possible Bigfoot evidence through a drone. Um it makes sense. Well part of the thing too is not only that more people can take videos, but it's like more people can watch videos. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like there's so yeah, much yeah, yeah. people on their phones, it's like these little videos, these like two minute videos are it's scary in a way, but it's like our culture is turning towards these likes bite-sized little videos and shit, and you can see it just in the way everything's going, you know, this whole yes. viral video idea. I know, obviously, I feel like I'm an old man here, but I, th- I, I, I I, get the sense that it's, like, bigger than even it's ever been before and only going to get bigger, the whole idea of these little videos. Yes.
3: Well, that's the, the way that the media is set up. You can't really
2: be interested in something for more than, you know, a
3: vine, which is six seconds, I guess, or... You know a full length YouTube video, which is I think you go over three minutes, nobody watches it um and the, the fact that you know I don't know how much the percentage of people that that uh consume media uh, that some huge percentage of it in the last few years has switched over to phones and tablets It's crazy so they're watching yeah. they're watching on these tiny screens, so no wonder you know you can't sit there and watch a two hour movie on a on a on a phone
2: well, I guess you could some young lunatics do.
3: Yeah, I know. I would too if I was that age. But
2: um, <laughs> that's true. That's I would
3: too. Yeah. You know, I did dumb things. I used to when I was in uh, high school. I used to take a, a, a cassette recorder and hook headphones into it. Everybody thought I was nuts. And then, like, ten years later, or five years later, or whatever, they were they were walking. Well, there you so, go. See that? So I, you know, kids do weird ass things that actually makes sense to them, and watching a whole movie on a on a four-inch screen makes sense to a lot of people. But to most people, you know, doing things and consuming what they consume, I think, you know, six seconds to three minutes is about, about the limit, which I think is crazy, but also, you know, I can see why, and then also it's like, okay, if I'm going to do videos or I'm going to do whatever, yeah, I'll keep it between, you know, a few seconds and three minutes. It's fine by me, as long as people pay attention and exactly. the at point gets across. Do I have to tell people, you know, if I want to make a little film about um, what I think UFO things are, I'm going to keep it to three minutes probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I feel compelled to read this because Stephanie, like, sends a message to you on, on, in the chat, even though you're not in the chat. And I feel like I'd, I can either make fun of her, which I'm doing kind of now, or I could just <laughs> ignore the message, which would it would just disappear. But she- message. She says, "I." She says, "She just got buzzed by a small plane coming into land at Buchanan Airport in Concord, California. It reminds her of the sirens on Radio Mysterio, so shook the windows in their frames." So, <laughs>
3: you know. Oh wow! Well, see, that that person
2: might they they should be flying in that low. Um, there's noise abatement. They could get in
3: trouble for that. She should call and complain to the airport.
2: There you go, Stephanie. Call and complain. Don't tell us in the chat room. Tell the authorities. <laughs> So, no,
3: I like hearing that story.
2: What else? Yeah, the Bigfoot videos, that was kind of the big thing. But it's kind of sad in a way. I was hopeful for Bigfoot the last couple of years because it seemed like scientists were getting on board. But this year it seemed like there wasn't. And I guess the Bigfoot portal story that I had on my show was kind of a relatively big story. But I was sort of yeah. in the middle of it, so I didn't really feel like it was. But a lot of people were talking about it.
3: Okay. For people that don't listen to your show as much, what is what is the uh, short Oh, I've Uh, told this
2: story a million times, but I will again. Adam Davies, who's been on the show a million times, he went out on a Bigfoot hunt and uh, saw a a portal of some kind. Um, And uh, little people came out, and apparently... How
3: did he know it was a portal? Oh, little people came
2: out. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it just would be a thing of light, I guess. So then, you know, he didn't tell anybody for a year or so, and the guy who he was with broke the story and... Uh, against his wishes, I guess, so I don't know exactly how it went down, but he wasn't too, you know, he, he kind of wanted to keep it quiet until he figured out what, what it was, which would have been forever, but I guess, or at least look into it more, and it didn't really pan out that way, so then he came on the show with uh, John Carlson, told the story, a bunch of people went kind of crazy about whether it was, you know, whether it was true, whether it wasn't true, I don't know what to make of it, it's a weird story, so... Yeah. yeah, it's one of those,
3: well, whatever. If you're a believer, you believed it happened. If you're not, you'll think it's a big lie. So Right, whatever. right.
2: And even though I endorse the paranormal Bigfoot idea to a point, I feel like um, the whole thing is sort of indicative of a larger issue in the Bigfoot field, and that is like that the divide is growing between the two sides in a sense. Oh, is it really? I think so. I think there's like people that are that are like – art into this bigfoot is paranormal and um this whole idea of like people communing with bigfoot you know people who say like i live in the bigfoots in my woods and he comes out and he's been doing it for like 20 years and it drives me up the wall cuz it's like <laughs> what good are you to me you're annoying me like with your crazy stories and shit you, you know so yeah that's the that's the basics of uh the bigfoot portal story I think there was a, I think it was a Grammerica
3: show like, recently.
2: Uh, Probably Red covering the Bigfoot portal, yeah. Yeah,
3: well, the Redfield told me about it, and one of the callers called in, and they said, you know, they had this challenge, um, yes or no answers. And uh, one of them was, shoot Bigfoot or not shoot Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought that was a great question, because it calls it, you know, you had to say yes or no, but, you
1: know,
3: of course the, people who don't want to harm animals or intelligent beings or emotion whatever say, No, of course not. And then other people's like, Well how else are we gonna the hell else are we gonna conclusively prove? It? And my, my my thing was yeah, go ahead and shoot Bigfoot because as soon as you aim the gun at him, he'll disappear.
2: Yeah, yeah. Plenty of people have I've shot got,
3: Bigfoot that's before my idea. So I guess I yeah. come squarely down on a paranormal I mean the, the you'll shoot him and maybe you see him go down and you run over there and he won't be there.
2: Exactly. Something very weird about the Bigfoot. Yeah. Very weird. It's just, it's not,
3: it's like UFOs. It's like not designed for the way that we gather evidence right now. It just, it, it doesn't conform to that. Mm. And, it, and it, and it until we change the way we gather evidence or what we consider evidence or how we think about things or there's a discovery made in physics or something like that, I think it's going to stay that.
2: Way. Yeah. I think if anything, I'm hopeful that maybe the Bigfoot will turn out to be like, uh, like a missing link, but not like the classic missing link idea of, like, a human missing link, but, like, a a missing link between, like, the physical and the paranormal, where it's, like, yeah. some animal that can... Some creature that, like, somehow has ability... Yeah, like that, a bird can fly in the air that this thing can move through time like it's not that big of a deal. Right, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, like, they, they you know, they find animals doing crazy shit all the time, so this will be an animal that does something that we've never seen... You know, beyond our wildest imagination, and then it's like, okay, how does this animal make itself invisible? Like, what we need to get into its brain, but we can't because it gets invisible and runs, like runs you know. So or whatever.
3: I don't know from yeah. our point of view what that you know. We can only talk about it in concepts that we know about. Right. Exactly. It may involve a concept that we have no idea what the mechanism is. I I, I have a question for you about oh. Have you ever talked to a Bigfoot researcher and they've told you um, why they think that Bigfoot is a physical animal? I mean, and can be caught.
2: Um, Do you know what that argument might be? I think the only argument I've heard is to sort of like the is to argue against the paranormal part, where it's like you can't answer an unknown with an unknown. Yeah, well, that's I guess that's true, but I or or I guess you, like I guess the idea is you can, but you're not going to get anywhere doing that. So it's try yeah, focusing well, on is, the physical part. Yeah. I mean that's well, the an, only thing no, I can think of.
3: Well, this isn't an old idea, but I always wonder why has nobody ever found anything?
2: Nobody's found a dead one. Nobody's found a buried one. Nobody's found body parts. Nothing that I know of. Right, right. You'd even think that there would be like some kind of like, well, you know. I was going to say something in the fossil record, but there's always these stories about people finding giants, and the fucking government takes them away and shit. I don't know what to make of all that stuff.
3: Yeah, but I don't know either. But um, uh, well, I've got this idea that a lot of people have that there's a huge part of history that is before recorded history where there was some sort of worldwide civilization. I'm I'm heavily suspicious that 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 there's some truth to that. Yeah, I, I don't know for sure kind of like the Martian apocalypse thing where, you know, whatever, a billion years ago, there was a civilization on Mars. And it, but since it's a billion years ago, all you have is like, you know, whatever people see in the things on uh, from the rovers or whatever. Who knows? Right, right. But yeah, th- th- that's an old idea that there, were, there was a completely different intelligent race of human type people before recorded history. And it got all wiped out and started all over again.
2: Whatever. You, um, you made me, you just gave me an idea. So I should say it before I forget it. Yes. Uh, so someone can steal it. <laughs> but I, I have the feeling that uh, I'll make a, I'll make a sort of like ridiculous sort of I don't want, I not want to call it a prediction, but sort of like a, an observation. Uh, I think that like this whole thing where people are seeing, and I'm not necessarily saying they're all wrong, but this whole thing where people are seeing things in the Martian photographs. Yeah is the new
3: 2012. Yeah, I I, I, I tend to agree with you.
2: See, I'm talking
3: about this stuff academically. I don't Hmm. know if there's stuff that's been seen in the Martian photographs that points to some sort of of, uh, civilization. I have no idea. I tend to think not, but I'm just using it as an example. You know, something is that old, and you think over a course of a billion years or a few million years, years—it's it can be complete, almost completely wiped out. I mean, they found those pyramids, one of those huge ones out in Eastern Europe or wherever it is that are bigger than anyone's ever, anybody's ever seen. Yeah, The biggest blocks that I've ever... Bosnia, yeah, I made, think, Bosnia. Who made that and how did they make it and why and how old is the thing So, you yeah. know, it, it's obviously a pyramid. It's a, a, As far as I can tell, it's obviously something that was that was machined and made. mm or at least, you know, not machined, but uh, was constructed. constructed artificially. Yeah. So.
2: Well, I guess what I mean by the 2012 comparison is like this is going to get – I'm looking at it sociologically in a sense where it's like this is going – this this Martian, this Martian sort of um, – Ancient civilization thing. Yeah, the Martian ancient civilization thing and the whole idea of like the Martian – this shit on Mars here is teasing, the teasing of the shit on Mars – is is just gonna be drawn? is gonna be drawn out until we get up there to to prove right. it yes or no. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like it's like it should have a definitive answer relatively I wouldn't say soon, but within like the century, let's hope. You know?
3: Well, within twenty years NASA just got a bunch there there's another story. NASA just got like more money than they expected to in the budget and they're revitalized about uh manned mission to Mars in the next what twenty years or so? Yeah,
2: they gotta build like a they have to build a uh like a space station thing or whatever uh as part like this there's like mandates in the money that's like they have to go and explore some moon of Venus or some shit, you know? I don't know why that's terrible that's a terrible recounting of the news folks, so don't <laughs> rely on but, me.
3: Yeah, what they have to do is they they can't launch all at once something that would take I think, people to Mars, so what they're probably going to do is take bits and pieces of it, launch it, put it together. That's one of the ideas, put yeah, it together in space, and then launch it from there because it doesn't take near as much fuel, um, shit. fuel et cetera, et cetera, to, to, to get off the Earth for one, which is like, what, 75% of the weight of the fuel and all of the, the uh, equipment just to lift the damn thing off the Earth and get it into space. Hmm. So once you have it into space, I mean, you can... You probably bring, you don't need near as much fuel to reach escape velocity, you know, know, and to get there and back. Mm. I think that's just what they want to do. Because the the idea before was getting somebody there and just letting them die there because they they couldn't carry enough there to keep them alive and bring them back. But I think they're trying to get to the point where they can do that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And to go back to uh, what we always talk about on the show is uh at the end of the year here uh, my my what's hot and what's not again it seems like it's more of the same but it's like not to jump ahead too much but it definitely seems like the like space is really hot now space is like this this really hot thing in the last like two years or so two three years And i think it's only going to get bigger and bigger uh i think next year it's going to get even bigger so you know space is people people are are getting hip to space all of a sudden
3: yeah. Well, the the private space industry has made big strides and stuff too. So.
2: Yeah, and yeah, NASA's like getting all these pictures. It seems like they have better pictures than they've ever had before. It wasn't like this when I got into this like ten years ago. You know, it was like the space the space agency and space and all that was like boring and 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 morose or uh, mor- moribund, as they say. Yes. So uh-huh. now it's like revitalized.
3: Which is good, and then um spacex just uh got that uh
2: that rocket to the re- land. reusable
3: uh first stage to land itself, which said like f- uh failed i think two or three times publicly,
2: yeah and they said that it's gonna it cuts down on the cost of of a flight like uh, astronomically, no pun intended, uh so it's gonna it's gonna like yeah, because they don't have to throw out that that big rocket, heat. yeah,
3: yeah. Hopefully when they reuse it, it's not all beat up from, the, from yeah. all the pressure. I saw a picture of it. It looks pretty good, so. Yeah. I, think it's, I don't know how high up it takes it. It's just the first stage, which gets it through, like, what, three-quarters of the atmosphere or something like that, maybe more.
2: Yeah, it, like, shoots up, and then the other one blasts off from it. Uh-oh, Red Sun Superman says, uh-oh. You need to be more clear than say, uh-oh. You have to fucking say, are we off the air or something. <laughs>
3: I have a I, i've I've got a book on the shelf that the title is uh oh, and I bought it just so I could see that title on the shelf. <laughs> You're going through all these books, and one of them is called Uh Oh. That's <laughs> the whole whole title. <laughs>
2: oh my God! I'm gonna just keep talking like we're on the air here, and this, you know, I'm not even gonna. It's ridiculous. <sighs> he doesn't know any better, but still. Um, so space is really hot right now, and uh, I think that's gonna only get bigger. So Jim Latticus yep. says he can hear us. So don't don't say uh oh okay. in the chat room after we've gone off the air, folks, because that doesn't tell me anything. That's like that's like someone sends you a text where they're like, I need you to call me right away.
3: Yeah. Well, well, why? Uh, yeah, I I I don't like that either. I I do not like people that are inexact. That it, you're just, it means you have to waste time thinking about what they're trying to say.
2: Exactly, especially in text form. He says, no, we're good, just gunshots around me scaring my dog. What the-
3: <laughs> Where is he, in Syria?
2: He's in Detroit. Oh, well then. <laughs> it's close, they're close. Um, speaking of which, that's a perfect segue, uh, not to Detroit, but to just all this we got two options here. We can talk about ISIS or we can talk about Donald Trump, which, what, what do you, in the election? So what?
3: (laughs) Two things I don't know a whole hell of a lot about though. Although I have read up on the, I read that Atlantic article on ISIS, ISIS, which I thought was pretty good. Um, I can't remember a whole hell of a lot of it, but basically it was, you know, why, why do they think what they think? And you know, the the upshot of it is because, because they're fanatics, and fanatics always think like that. Um, and the, the fanatics were caused by, you know, political oppression in their own countries, pol- uh, oppression by groups in their countries, oppression by uh, and uh, uh, economic oppression by, you know, having some some more powerful countries uh, control their politics, etc., etc. Mm. So it's it's a combination of a lot of things. But yeah, that the at the be- root of it is just basically. My huge bugaboo, which is uh, fundamentalist thinking of any kind. Right, right. Well, it's just a mess. You you know you're right and everybody else
2: is wrong, and you get to the point where everybody else that's wrong has to be dead. Well, I think I was thinking about this tonight before uh, or today before the show, kind of like what kind of stuff we were going to talk about. And it's like, um, I feel like, with the exception of sort of the false flag fanatics, um who I've just completely given up on because there's so many events now it's like they say yeah, it's, it's, false, it's worse than wolf. ever before yeah so it's like this this it, the the fact that there's events is worse than ever before and the fact that they just keep saying false flag is worse than ever before cuz it's like i think you talk about the Roswell slide being the uh being the the sort of um the nadir of ufology I almost think I, I think that we'll look back and maybe the Sandy Hook thing will be the nadir of the false flag conspiracy thing because I at least for me personally it is because after that I was like I can't take this shit seriously anymore and yes
3: exactly I'm I'm
2: not too I don't pay too much
3: attention to that because it's like if there is some false flag stuff I think it's going to be really hard to find out what it is if there were if there was any I think the, the granddaddy of it right now is nine eleven
2: right exactly I don't necessarily write off nine eleven but it's like
3: I don't either. I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but if there's a false flag anywhere, there might be one in the 9-11 stuff, you know, because you, you've got the debate between the uh, made it happen and let it happen. And, right, you know, right. Et cetera.
2: So I feel like in a sense, the, well, well, what I was thinking about earlier today was the idea that sort of like, um, I don't know, of course, there's still that segment of people that are like conspiracy false flag folks, but at the same time, I feel like there's so many events and shit that that people are almost turned off a little bit by conspiracy, or at least they sort of see the conspiracy as an ISIS conspiracy against America. And and the mindset, I guess, of people has changed. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like we have, whether it's government-created or not, we have like an enemy and it's not the government. It's some people that want to keep blowing shit up and shooting people.
3: Yeah, well, I think that whatever happens that whoever wants to keep control of the way the et- economics the way they are and um the way the stocks are and the, you know, whatever um these the, these are all used as whatever the crazy ISIS people do it's obviously used by oh yeah i think it's it's it will be used in the way it, sh- it can be used to keep people um to keep people from asking any questions or wondering why they're you know why it's so hard to get an education or pay for a house or whatever. Right,
2: right. No, exactly. I totally agree with that. I think people confuse conspiracy with uh, the powers that be just taking advantage of shit that happens.
3: Yeah, well, that that kind of is a conspiracy, but I think that's the, the bigger conspiracy. It's just basically status quo and... You know, whatever the, the whatever the, the the uh boiling the frog, you know. Exactly, you exactly. Stirring up the heat just a little bit until you suddenly you realize that um yeah, one day you realize that there's checkpoints every five miles on the highway and everybody has the
2: same clothes and shit. Mm. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's uh it's a spooky time though, I'll be honest. I felt I think I said this to you off the year, uh back when it happened, but it might have been somebody else, but it's like I haven't been – that that Paris thing, it really kind of like shook me in a sense where it was like – I don't know. It just felt like, all right, things have changed all of a sudden, you know. I don't know. It just felt like things have changed where it's like the violence is getting worse. This this whole idea of like these these terror things are getting – seem to be getting worse. And, you know, I was looking back at that article I sent you, it was crazy. I forgot all about that plane that crashed earlier in the year that the dude – Oh, the German German wings plane. I yeah, guess. did we ever figure out like what the story with that dude was that crashed the plane? They just said he
3: went psycho and his girlfriend left him, and he it was just a crazy pilot, which is kind of like what really. So yeah. it wasn't like it motivated it, it, by any. I like... read stories about it. I, I read aviation blogs because I'm interested in it. Mm. So you know they, they had MH30. Uh, what is it called? Is that was the 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 the. the, the, the the um singapore you know what is
2: oh it? i mean the one that disappeared yeah
3: that i've been i read up on that and was uh fairly satisfied that it hadn't landed somewhere that it probably just crashed into the ocean for, but for what reason nobody really knows because mm-hmm. defi- the stuff was definitely turned off you can't do it unless you di- deliberately do that so
2: it's not a zombie uh, plane then
3: no i don't think it was a zombie plane at least but at least from a source I trust who is a, a an international airline pilot that writes a blog um and as far as the German winds thing was that the you know the the best they could figure out it was just that he he was getting more depressed and more crazy, and that's the thing he did, which is seems a little what's the word it's it seems extreme. you know what it is it's like it's like a mass shooting except for him <laughs> to use a
2: plane right right, yeah, like, no, yeah. exactly it's just yeah. Okay, well, that was that's. Is, this is, I, I was gonna say that's good to know, but it's not really good to know. It's good to know that we know that, I guess, because it's like I I was concerned that, that he was part of this overarching wave of sh- bad shit that happened. You know, like no, I
3: don't I I don't think so. Like, um, if you look
2: at it, it's like they shot up that French newspaper uh, in January last year, and even by the end of the year, they were shooting shit up in San Bernardino. It's like. You worry about the copycat effect and shit. Like, that's, you know, when the Paris thing was Yeah, like, well, it awful. it will
3: happen again. What, what surprised me a long time, remember the D.C. sniper thing? Yeah. And how that just paralyzed Washington, D.C. for like two or three weeks or something? I was wondering, that would be so easy to do. All you'd have to do is get a couple guys start, you know, I don't want it to happen, but all you'd have to do is get a couple people start shooting people randomly, uh, sniping. Without knowing where they're where they are, or what's going to happen next? That would that would shut down a city, mm. and I'm completely surprised that that didn't happen in the you know many years since um, the DC sniper case. Uh, I hope it doesn't, but it's, it would seem like a very cheap and effective way for anybody that wanted to uh, screw things up to do it. Yeah, um, without too much planning, without too much material, not not too many people. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know why that hasn't happened more. So you start to wonder. You know, that, that's conspiratorial, but you start to wonder why these completely obvious things, like people just walking into a in, into a place and just mowing people down, which is horrible. But you know, if what scares people more, I don't know, uh, 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 something like Paris or San Bernardino, or the fact that they don't, they don't want to leave their house for weeks and months at a time. Hmm. I hope that doesn't happen, but I wondered why it hasn't.
2: Yeah, I've thought about that too. Because after nine eleven, I thought there was going to be like chaos and well, things like the Paris thing. I thought that was going to happen right away. It, it, it didn't happen until like fourteen years later, which is an insane yeah. amount of time, you know. So it's yeah, like yeah, well, it, who knows? I think
3: that, yeah, uh, ICE, ISIL or whatever you want to call it didn't exist then. Daesh.
2: You're supposed to yeah. call them Daesh. That's,
3: it, that's right. They them. don't like it. Yeah. Daesh didn't didn't exist then. Yeah. But um, like I said, any, anybody that wants to do something like that can can do it. Particularly an organization that that wants to mess with mess with uh, any any uh, civilization, any country, hmm. could do that. I would, I, you know, I wouldn't think twice about going out out if that was happening around here. I, I probably would just because I'm like, you know what? Screw you! I'm not going to let this scare me if I if there's stuff I need to do, but still, you know, it, it's 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 in the back of everybody's mind now, even just going to the, I've started doing things like, I go to the mall, and it's like, where are the exits, um, uh, do those exits lead anywhere, I'm, I'm thinking in that way now, yeah. because you have to, and you know, the way that people in the Middle East and, and certain other areas of the world have been thinking for years.
2: Exactly, it's like, if something happens, who am I going to save, that old lady or that 22-year-old girl? I'm definitely, yeah you know. well,
3: are that or just you know, <laughs> a lot of the well the the thing is a lot of the uh um uh sites I've looked at where they they've are giving advice on such things. It's like don't save people, just go you try to save people, you get more people killed, just find a way to leave, and if you've got somebody with you, drag them with you that's it don't 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 be a hero unless it's really obvious that you can not i mean if you're standing right behind the guy, you start shooting you like choke him out, yeah. Go ahead, but if you're you're in the light of fire, leave.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> we got to spread this stuff around. Let's put it on the Internet.
2: You're listening to Banal of America Audio.
0: Great heavens, what kind of radio show is this?
2: And as far as, like, the whole false flag stuff goes, I feel like it's... I was thinking about this just now while we were talking. It's like, there probably is some grand conspiracy at work here. And like, there's probably a lot of, like, chess pieces being moved that are way... Beyond our my scope, at least, and I'm sure you know. I'm sure some of these conspiracy people may be right about some stuff, but it's like, I feel like I won't really be able to really know exactly what the hell's. I feel like we're we're in the midst of a very long sort of chapter that started on nine eleven is still unfolding, and you know, yeah, it probably won't be started
3: before that.
2: Yeah, exactly. You all know, these,
3: all these group, a lot of these groups in China and places like that, they think in terms of decades. Exactly. They don't
2: think exactly.
3: What's going to happen next? They've got a long term plan and you can chase them down here and there, back and forth and all that, but they, they're they like, well, we're going to be here in 20 years, so we don't care. We're just going to keep doing stuff. Right. So, they, you know, they don't plan to go anywhere. They don't plan to engage you directly or anything like that. They just plan to wear you down until uh, they think that
2: you'll finally just cave in. Exactly. You know, so who, who knows what the hell's going to happen in the future? Uh, it is the Illuminati. Who knows? Someone in the chat says, damn Illuminati.
3: Yeah. Well, the first thing I think about all this is if I was somebody in, in some position of power that I didn't want anybody to know what I was doing, I would take advantage of things. I wouldn't go out and do things because that takes far more effort.
2: Exactly. Would, and you can get caught. I would take advantage of situations. Exactly. Exactly. And if, if, if I've learned one thing from all these years of doing this stuff, it's like, like I said, I mean, 9-11 was like 14 years ago, 15 years ago now almost or whatever, and... uh you know, people were like freaking out and saying it's gonna, you know, it, everything's gonna go to hell in a handbasket and everything. And it's like Greg said earlier, it's it's a slow boil, folks. Live your life. Don't don't freak out. Don't don't let this whole thing, like how we're fighting the new world order, consume you. Because the new world order, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And yeah. they know it. And unfortunately, a lot of people think it's a sprint. So they start running around, you know, proselytizing about how we need to do something about it. It's like, you can't do anything about it, dude. So it's just a system. Well, the
3: only thing you do is, is I think, that the thing I've settled on is, one, make your life as, as good as you can possibly make it for you and the people around you. And, and two, don't be afraid. And three, if you can do something that you think will be helpful, go ahead and do it. But, you know... The, the these these you know wake up america captain capslock things is just i i don't even look at them anymore
2: mm. exactly it's just yeah like i said it's a marathon not a sprint and the the, the uh the, the power brokers know that it's the people who are like take every little day every day thing and blow it up into some huge conspiracy yeah. it's like you don't how, how
3: can you get back at them well, live your life well yeah. And make, make as much as you can, make life for other people as, as good as possible by, you know, helping them out and being nice and all that. I think that that's the easiest way to fight back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Tune this shit out, man. Tune out the fear. That's all you That's all you can do. Now, speaking that's of two... the only conclusion I can come to at this point. Now, I think that covers ISIS, so we can talk... <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Bad things are going to happen, people. I don't... <laughs> I don't know if I don't know that for certain but you know, it just seems natural. That's the way the world works. So and it seems like that's yeah. the direction the world's going. So you know, more bad shit will happen. It may not happen next year though. You know, anyone who's like, Oh, it's evident it's gonna happen, you know, in you know, in this year or six months or what we have no idea. Could be another five years before something as, yeah. as sort of impactful as the Paris thing happens. So. Yeah,
3: well, the the, the thing is that whenever anybody makes a prediction, and I automatically think it's probably not going to come true. The predictions that are made that you don't hear about are probably the ones that come true because the second that somebody says they can tell the future starts telling everybody about it, I think if they had any talent with it, it goes away. This is something that uh, Dean Radin told me when I first interviewed him. He said he talked to people that said that they thought they had some kind of psychic thing, but as soon as they tried to start making money off it or make a big deal out of it or tell everybody about it, it diminished it or got rid of it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the ego seems to kill that thing because it, it just introduces all this noise and you lose your you know, you lose your whatever, if you if you believe in that kind of stuff, you lose your uh, uh mojo. Yeah, I guess. Your 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 lifeline
2: or your your yes. channel into that.
3: Your 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 tuner doesn't work
2: anymore. Exactly, yeah. Well, you know, it goes to something kind of that uh Eric Wallet was talking about on the show earlier this year. It's sort of like and it goes to sort of like just all that sort of like uh I hate I hate to say quantum physics because it's I probably has nothing to do with that and people get all cringy and they get all annoyed about people who invoke <laughs> quantum. You know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> quantum. You don't know anything about quantum physics. You don't you have you don't know the first thing about it. So, but the point is, is like it, it's like when someone's observing. It's like when you when you bring another person into the mix, then it then it messes up the whole process anyway. It's like someone can be really a good psychic and. If they just sit in their basement and be psychic, they'd probably do really well.
3: Um, and, you know, maybe anonymously. Well, maybe, I don't know. You know, you you, you know something bad's going to happen. You say something about it. People are going to think you are crazy. They don't do anything about it. And then you, you know, what do you do about that? And what, and what if you're wrong? So best to just shut up about it, I guess.
2: Yeah. Because you can't do that. Nobody's that good. Um. Oh, so speaking of tuning out, because we said tuning out earlier, I kind of ruined that segue. But uh, the <laughs> only the other big thing that fucking everybody was talking about—I hate to even bring it up—but that's all anyone was talking about this year was Donald Trump. That's he was the he was the breakout star of 2016, and goes to saying how everything everything was the same as ever. It's like he was sort of the you know he's been around forever. No one—it's not like he's some new dude no one had heard of before. But it's like all of a sudden he became the fucking biggest thing in the country since like June. And it's like really weird.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I knew you were probably going to bring up Trump and I've done my best to absolutely ignore anything about him over the last few months here, at least the last month or so. I finally got to the point. It's like, I don't want to hear any more about this idiot. I just don't, I have no use for him. And if he does, if he does get nominated, it's, it's I used to think it was a joke, and I think it's kind of scary. Mm.
1: Anyway,
3: it's... And not because any Republican, any conservative thing, or anything like that. I think the most dangerous thing about it is he does not listen to anybody. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's just I'm right and you're not, and then th- that's it. And th- this is the way we're going to do things. Like, you know, what if he becomes president? He won't be. He won't do any. Of this, he won't be able to do any of the stuff that he says because the. It, it, unless by executive order, because Congress will block it.
1: Right, right.
3: Like, you're crazy. No. <laughs> you <know? laughs> exactly. Um, this is why, you know, uh, years ago when, um, who was it? Uh, the computer guy from Texas. Ross Perot? Uh, yeah, when Ross per- Perot was running. I don't think I was able to vote then, but I was talking to people about it, and it was kind of like, you know what? If he? You no, know, I think I was able to vote. I didn't vote first I was kind of interested and I was like, this guy doesn't listen to anyone. He's mm. not a political animal. He's a he's a he's a it's uh an animal. corporate. <laughs> yeah. He's a corporate guy. I think I was listening to I can't remember who I was talking to. I think it was you actually. And we were talking about um uh uh, uh oh no, it was it was Alan Greenfield. I'm about to post that actually, my interview with Alan Greenfield. But what he said was, you know, that we were talking about Lyndon Johnson, and I said, like, well, Lyndon Johnson was, yeah, he was an asshole. But he was a political person, and he got things, you know, well, some by intimidation, but he realized that he had to come to compromises with people sometimes. If he couldn't steamroll them, he actually had to work with them. Hmm. And he was good at that. He was actually kind of good at getting what he wanted. But he was also good at making think, making the other side think they got what they wanted too, which is what you want in in uh, in a leader. As, as well as somebody who takes advice from people and listens to people and and considers their advice instead of just saying I'm right and you're wrong and that's the end of it. And that's, I think that's what you know. My take on the the danger of that of that guy is that he doesn't listen to anybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. He seems he seems very one dimensional. That's probably the best way to put it. You know, he seems yeah, very, very one dimensional.
3: you know, or whatever. I I think most of what he does is an act. Hmm. Um, but I think there's there's also you know there's there's a the person behind that is the source of that act, right? All the real things that come off it. So, you know, I, I it's the reason I don't like I haven't paid attention to him is is the the old West, Westboro Baptist Church uh, idea. If, some, if something bothers you and you pay attention to it, you would like. Because they went out and protested once, and somebody in the town said, "Nobody go out there. Nobody listen to them. Don't even show up."
2: They got there and they were there for ten minutes and got
3: mad because nobody was listening, and they
2: left. Right, right. Well, see, the unfortunate part is it's like out of our hands in a sense, where it's like we can not listen, but they're covering him nonstop. Like, yeah. Well, I'm
3: sick of hearing about him because it's the same. It's the same shit over and over. Right,
2: right. But they're worse each time. They're like so force like, feeding no, I, this dude on the it. country. It's very, you know. It's just very off-putting. I don't think he'll become president, but there's a part of me that's a little bit like, you know, I thought I've seen everything, you know, every time I think I've seen everything in this world, something crazy happens, that I'm like, wow, I never, you know. So I, I never say never on almost anything at this point in my life.
3: Is anybody yelling in the chat room yet now? Like, God, what an idiot, or anything like that?
2: No, 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 it's pretty quiet. So. Oh, really?
3: They must be enjoying, or are they all tuned out?
2: Well, only one only one of them has a sleepy face next to them, so they're 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 still there. They're just uh, they're... <laughs> sleepy face. They're prob- yeah, it puts a little icon that says sleeping on there. I have because I haven't chatted in a while, but uh
3: Oh I, yeah, I thought they put it up there like boring. Oh,
2: no, 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 no. It's like a it's like a idol. Um well I figure people will get annoyed anyway by all the political talk, so we won't stick on it too long, but I almost
3: never talk about politics because I don't really care too much about it. I mean I care I care about it in the way that some people, you know, sorta of care about sports. It's like, okay, it's it's kind of important I well not even that. It it has some effect on my life but not a whole hell of a lot, but it you know, I have to care because it affects some of it affects vast amounts of people and I care about most people. So yeah. that's the way I care about it. But I am not gonna sit here and debate people on it. Um one because i don't think i'm well informed enough about certain things and
2: two because
3: what am i going to do change their opinion
2: Exactly. Um, what's the point yeah
3: yeah uh, that's why i don't a lot of times i don't argue with people about a lot of things unless i think that they're very smart and they're equitable meaning they don't they'll say look i see your point but and we go back and forth mm-hmm. that i like but just somebody saying you know you're so stupid you don't realize love it's like i, I don't care
2: i don't i don't even want to hear you even if you're right <laughs> Yeah, when you lead with you're so stupid, then it's not a...
3: Well, What you know what I mean. It, yeah. Somebody is, is basically, they're desperately trying to get you over to their point of view rather than to
2: do what they should
3: be doing, which is um, make sure that they know what they're talking about. And if they do know what they're talking about, show you in the best way possible that they know what they're talking about and that you, you, know, you might not. And if you do know what you're talking about, then there's a really good debate. And anybody listening... Um, maybe can learn something. That's what I don't like about most debates. It's like the, the most people don't know how to debate. They just they just yell at each other. Right. But a good discussion and debate, if you're undecided, it might push you in a direction. I stopped. Um, it wasn't a debate, but um, I saw the argument against the death penalty from, I can't remember who it was. It was a retired Supreme Court justice, somebody mm-hmm. who had retired. They, they didn't, they didn't serve out. The, you know, I guess you're
2: in there for life if you're in the court. Yeah, but I they, think a, I think I think most of them leave like before they die. But who knows? I don't know. Yeah. actually.
3: Somebody, is, is it, it, he was a judge, that it, uh, a Supreme Court justice that had been for the death penalty, and he had changed his mind. And he, they published in the New York Times, I think, a big long essay that he wrote, oh. uned, unedited, I guess, of how he had changed his mind, and it changed my mind. Yeah, you know, it changed my mind from pro death penalty to anti. And the basic, the basic thing, if you boil all of what he said down to, is like, if there's a if there's one mistake made, it's wrong. Yep.
2: And there's mistakes made all the time. I know. Not all the time. Well, but more I know than you're fun. itching to talk about. Uh, let's do that. Let's segue from from the election because I can hear the people being like, uh. so we'll move on from that. We'll we'll reflect on it on next year's. Uh, special, because all it all it's all foreplay anyway. They haven't even cast any fucking votes yet, so yeah, I know I, it, it's it, it, all you know. We're not even going
3: to nutshell this summer or sometime.
2: Exactly. So let's move on. In a sense, I I I don't know what else to talk about for the year interview, So we're just going to talk. Twenty uh, <laughs> 2015- well, that- fifteen
3: we got a list of things, and we went through most of them. I mean, we, we covered a
2: lot of shit here. I mean, we covered yeah. everything I, mean, I can
3: somebody, think of. Somebody in the forum wants to say, well, why don't you talk about blah, blah, blah? They should, because then we will.
2: Exactly. If someone in the chat has a story from 2015 they want us to talk about, go for it. But you you have been watching, and everyone's talking about this show right now. Uh, you've been watching the the Netflix program Making Making of a Murderer, Correct. Or yeah, making a murderer, I think. Yes. One of the other, I'm yeah.
3: I'm three quarters of the way through it and then I read a review and I read the spoiler so now I know how it ends up, but I'm still gonna finish watching. I'm like I'm on episode what,
2: seven of nine? Ten.
3: Or ten? Okay, so I'm on, on episode seven of ten. But yeah, I've been watching it like a fiend for like four days.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was that happened to me. It's uh I almost never binge watch shows. I'm not one of those people. Uh me either. It's really weird, yeah, but I was like, once I started it, you know what it is, too? I think it, I, I I couldn't watch anything longer. Ten was just about my limit, and it's like, because I know it has an ending. I, yeah. I have, you know, I can kind of commit to, I just felt like it was a long ten-hour documentary more than anything, so. Uh, well,
3: it's yeah, it, kind of it is. a too long ten-hour documentary, but the thing is that, yeah, you know what? I'm getting to the point where I'm kind of getting get to the point at, at about episode seven here. It's kind of getting drawn out. But the cool thing about it is people don't know what's going on here. It's it's a documentary about a, a guy that was railroaded by the police and in, in jail for 18 years. He was exonerated by DNA evidence. They took him out, and then he sued the county in, in Wisconsin where he was in, uh, improperly, uh, unjustly imprisoned. And within, like, a week after he brought suit against them, um uh, a woman was murdered and uh, the authorities in the same county charged him with the murder. And what the, the prosecution is trying to do is, you know, on the on, uh, evidence collected by that, some, some by the same department that had screwed him in the first place, they, uh, they they try to prove that he's guilty. And then he has defense lawyers that try to prove that a lot of the evidence was planted. Um, right. Or he was railroaded or was being railroaded again, partially as, you know, revenge for being made to look stupid or bad from the first one and the the cool thing about it is, you know, I, I guess it you know it would be kind of boring if you did, they didn't have all the background. All the courtroom stuff is actually kind of compelling for the first you know three hours. Right. Um, but the thing about it is, I read an interview with the filmmakers and they said we did our best not to try and come down on some side and say that he was innocent um, and he was being railroaded. But and I think that's what they did, but I'm watching it, and it really seems to me that they're trying to emphasize that he he might be innocent hmm. um and the funny thing is that 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 uh I don't think I read anything online where people said that they were they they were too much on the prosecution side where he wasn't innocent, and that they didn't you know right that they didn't push that enough i i'm tr- I'm struggling with the 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 uh with the fact that the way I see it, it looks like he's he probably got railroaded. I'm not sure. Hmm. I, I'm not sure at all. But the the thing that the film is good at is, is
2: uh, <laughs> cliffhanging
3: you at the end of each episode.
2: Yeah, they do a great job really, of that. Yeah, yeah, really good cliffhanger. She's like, oh god, I gotta see the next one. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you <laughs> like this dude, you should watch the Jinx. Uh, that was amazing. That this was. With Serial, The Jinx, and then this. It's like the year of the sort of true crime docu-series. Uh, okay. There going to be more of, of these.
3: Too, I hadn't seen them.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess Serial's good, but I never got into it. But I loved The Jinx. So thought that was fantastic.
3: Okay. Well, i got to check that, too. See, what this brought up for me also is uh, at the time um, when
2: uh, O.J. Simpson
3: was on trial here in L.A., um, you know, every, everybody saw this. And this happened, you know, like four miles from my place Mm. chasing them up the freeway and all this um and i actually went downtown um and stood like three blocks from the courthouse as the as the verdict was read really before listening on the radio and i actually took i've got it somewhere i took a picture of of everybody's faces when they read the verdict and there's like five people with their
2: mouths open nice (laughs) did you hold a free the juice sign
3: no, no, no. <laughs> the point, the the uh, what I was trying to say about it, um, uh, uh, Shaggy Dog background was that people had very strong opinions about it. It's like that guy's guilty. He's so guilty. I was like, how do you? <clears throat> what about it? It's so obvious. Like, were you sitting in the courtroom the entire time? How can you be so sure? Hmm. You know, and I, I, I was, I was, I kind of thought he was guilty, but I, you know, I didn't get. I didn't get hot under the collar about it because I couldn't know for sure. Right, right. Even if I was sitting in the courtroom I probably couldn't know for sure. But I didn't hear every second of testimony. If somebody was in the courtroom and heard every second of testimony, I would take their I would take their opinion a little bit more seriously.
2: Yeah. I don't know what to make of all that. Talk about being real. They ended up getting him in, you know. He's 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 kinda like uh like that kid down in Texas there who uh did you hear about that whole thing? He ran away to Mexico for a while uh, recently, the kid who got... What, it? the
3: affluenza kid? Yes, the home. affluenza
2: kid, where they said even if they bring him... When they get him back to Texas and shit, because of the way the law is, the most he can only serve actually in jail is like 120 days. And then after that, he's a, he's an adult or whatever, and they have to let him go, but he's on like a 60-year probation or some shit like that. So, or 10 no. Or 10 years probation or something crazy like that, where it's like... You're almost You know he's gonna fuck up. You know he's gonna like. You know they're gonna get him for something else, and he'll end up in real jail eventually. That's what happened to O. J. Uh,
3: uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's the point of the the uh, making a murder um, is that uh, I didn't even really think about this when you're watching because they don't really bring it up. They kind of you, you kind of see it, but. The the community where this happened, people really don't like them. They consider them just like a white trash family. They don't really care about them, and that you know, if the if the guy dressed nicer or they had more money or acted like it or whatever, then it wouldn't be such a problem. But there's a prejudice against them because they're, you know, they're they're not poor, but they're not you know they're they're, they're not they're not living up to a community standard. I guess out there in Wisconsin. Right, right. Yeah,
2: they're they're so they you know, everybody's almost him too. Yeah,
3: communities against him to begin with. Um, so I don't even know why they had the they had the trial in the in the same county where everybody had seen the news coverage and pretty much kinda of thought he was guilty in the first place
2: anyway. I think the I read an interview, I read a lot about the show since I uh, since I finished it. And I guess the the idea the defense attorney said was that they thought that he'd get some sympathy from the jury because he had already uh, – because they all knew right. them from the area, you know, and then he had spent 18 years in prison. So it was like, you know, uh at least there would be someone sympathetic to it. But I don't know. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It doesn't sound like, uh, you know, he has much chance. But there's, like, this outcry now. So who knows? Maybe maybe he'll get a new trial. I don't know. I don't know how it all works. There's always this, this – even though everybody – because, like, there's this – it's funny in a way because it's like the old – uh Thing you, I'm sure you run into this, uh, where it's people, people are like free. It's my freedom of speech. It's in the Constitution. You can't tell, you know. And it's like, dude, you can't, you can't yell fuck in, in the movie theater. Okay, it's like not. It's like not You don't have freedom of speech like everywhere on, on forever. You know what I mean? like people who seem to mistake that First Amendment right for just being able to say anything when it's just the government that can't uh, censor you or whatever. And it's like yeah. so there's a there's a petition online where it's like President Obama you have to pardon Stephen Avery and his nephew and it's like even in like in the articles about the about the about the uh petition it's like he can't <laughs> it's great that there's 200,000 signatures but Obama can't pardon him it's he went to jail in Wisconsin it's like yeah. it's like only the governor can you don't even, you people are insane. You don't know what you're talking about. Like you're, you're wasting your time. So yeah. it's just funny I, in a I, way. Yeah.
3: But it, the, the, the other point that the filmmakers made was that the, the thing, the point they wanted to make was that the justice system can be really screwed up. Yeah. And they show that in the film. I mean, whether you agree with what happened, you know, if he was guilty or whatever or not, it's just like, there's so many ways people have found over the centuries and, so many ways to railroad a person if they really want to, especially if the person is not, you know, some uh, upstanding, quote-unquote, upstanding member of the community or isn't white or isn't rich or isn't whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. And so they did make that point, which I thought was good, which is what, you know, a documentary should do. It's just it should, Whether, you know, you agree with what happened to him or not, it should point out a problem and make people aware of it. You know, there we go with that part of you know what can you do? Yeah, well, but they did something. They pointed out what they thought was a problem and, and made a lot of people aware of it by presenting it in a um, entertaining, in a compelling, entertaining way. Yeah. Know?
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah.
3: Thin blue line did that. There's a few others.
2: The thin blue line. Who yeah,
3: made- that? Was uh, that was uh, Who's uh, Earl Morris? I think did that. He, yeah. He's, One of my favorite
2: documents. Kimball likes Earl Morris a lot, too. I don't think I've ever seen it, but... uh, Uh,
3: Errol Morris. E-R-R-O-L. Errol. Yeah, Errol Morris.
2: There you go. He did
3: Fog of War. He talked to... um, What's his name? Uh, Who was uh, Kennedy's... uh, uh, Yeah, I can't remember his name, but uh, Kennedy's Secretary of Defense. Um, Oh, God, I can't remember his name now. But... uh, mixed race black guy. I can't remember his name. Damn it. Anyway, he talked to him, and that was an amazing documentary. It was just him talking. And he had another documentary um, called uh, Dr. Death about this guy that invented ways to uh, execute people. Really? Um, and, and sold these to different states for their death penalty. And then suddenly the guy, for some reason, got all involved in Holocaust denial, and then it, that blew up really huge, and Jesus. he got out of trouble for it. It was, it was a really good documentary if you
2: ever get a chance. It's always the worst when you have a guest and then they then they end up being a, holoca- a Holocaust denier.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. No, 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 he was
3: he was a uh, I don't know why he got involved in it, but it
2: apparently for some
3: reason went to Germany. Oh god. Um, yeah, got a got a sample like from one of the old uh, uh concentration camp um uh gas chambers and said, I did not find any traces of cyanide gas on here. It's like what? And did anybody did you know, make the make the point that the thing is, you know, fifty six years old. Oh my God. And maybe some of that stuff might have been worn away by now by being exposed to the elements? No. He's that but that's and he got in a huge amount of trouble and I think he's Canadian, the Canadian government um because I guess you can't say that in Canada. Um but the Canadian government actually
2: imprisoned him for a while for, for saying that. Well, yeah. I'm trying to think, oh, Making of a Murder. Good mo it's a good show, folks. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. It raises yeah. a lot of uh questions, you know. It 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 keeps, you know, to tie into the sort of theme of like year in review and sort of broad picture thing and all that. It's like it's when did
3: that come out? When was when was that first put uh, up on Netflix? Um, like,
2: like December eighteenth.
3: Oh, okay. So it was really, really recent. Okay, so it it just sneaked in under the wire on uh, at the end of. Uh, the yeah, end. yeah. But yeah, you or somebody or a few people are saying you got to watch
2: this. Oh, everybody's talking about it now. A lot of people, yeah. I think, watched it over the holidays. I I did. Uh, I watched it over Christmas uh, weekend. I thought it was amazing. So it's yeah. outstanding. I like that kind of stuff too. I like those true kind of things.
3: Oh, I love them. I've I've liked them since, I don't know how long, but yeah, I think almost everybody does. I used to be really into true crime stuff to the point where, um, I, (laughs) okay, now I've already mentioned, I have to say it. I actually had a, um, John Wayne Gacy painting. Really? Yeah, when I was like 22 or 23.
2: How'd you get that? I bought it. Was it expensive? I think it was like 300 bucks. Wow. Do you still have it? No, no, I sold it. Did it improve in value? Must have.
3: It did, but the thing was that after a while, as I got older, I realized how, how stupid, sick, and wrong it was for me to have that
2: thing. Really? Interesting.
3: Yeah, I mean, I finally I got to the point, like, why do I even have this thing? This is stupid. It, I mean, people died horribly at his hands, and I've got a stupid painting by him. So um, I sold it to some gallery owner because my car was – I was poor at that point in my car i you know if I had a conscience, I should just given it to somebody um but it got it, it in a weird way um it got my it got my car out of hock because i i had a, an insurance uh couldn't pay like i couldn't pay the deductible on my car that was in the shop that had been in an accident and yeah, so I sold the painting to to a gallery owner for, for actually not very much more than i paid Wow. Oh. but I needed the money at the time, But yeah. so I think I got like four hundred and fifty dollars for it.
2: I, I don't know what he.
3: I don't know what he did
2: with it, but you know. I'm afraid to ask. Was it a, was it a painting of a clown? Yes. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'd want it in my home or anything, but it sounds so. I had
3: it in my home, and it started to piss people off and freak them out. And after a while, I realized exactly why it was doing that because I got older and and more and matured a bit, and thought, "Yeah, you're right. This is stupid." Actually, I should have burnt it.
2: Yeah. Well. It's it's just weird. It's just weird that uh, yeah. How long ago was this? Like fifteen, twenty years ago. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah, because I bet you. It well, was a long, long time. It was before I even
3: is before I even started doing the uh, excluded middle magazine and all that. It was oh,
2: like, so like twenty years ago.
3: Yeah, late eighties, early nineties. I got rid of it. I had it for like a year or two, something like that. So I actually didn't have it for a hell of a long time before I just thought that.
2: that uh, it was probably not the thing to do. Um, yeah, it's creepy. It, it's creepy. But,
3: well, yeah, you know, the the creep factor is just, you know, what am I doing with, uh, you know, owning well, something basically built on the backs of a, a bunch of people that died horribly. Right,
2: right. It's like you're celebrating. The only reason why the painting is of any value is because he was such a horror, you know, that he killed all these people and shit. So it's like, yeah. what's the, why are you celebrating that? You know? Yeah. 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 It's very uh Yeah, now
3: now everybody's listening to the show is gonna think I'm a horrible person. Whatever.
2: No, Any, no. <laughs> I,
3: I I brought it up and i you know, I, I I figured I better just come out and say what was going on. I I, I hope uh I wonder what people are saying at this point.
2: If I've learned <laughs> anything about your fans, dude, it's that they're they're obsessed, so they'll What yeah. I've noticed it here. I don't even want to say what some of them have said in the chat room because the obsession borders on har- harassment. Because earlier when I – I will say it, actually, because it's much like – Yeah, the please do.
3: I want to know. <laughs>
2: when I when I said earlier, do you have any questions – do the folks in the chat room have any questions when we said all that? First question. Why does Greg go so long between Radio Mysterio so downloads? A month between posts is too long. It <laughs> is too long, and they're right. Um, I know, but it's like, leave the man alone. Then the next one, Radio Mysterioso starts basically at bedtime, so I usually miss out on the live show or fall asleep in the middle. I wish you would catch up with the editing and posting. There are a couple I really want to hear. That's two two different
3: people. I just finished Alan Greenfield's interview today.
2: I will post it tonight or tomorrow morning. Yeah.
3: So I wanted to actually finish that, so when I came on the show, I... I could say, "Hey, there's another one coming up here," and then after that, I'm going to um, work on um, Mike Cloland uh, because uh, he was—I haven't had him on in a while—and it's topical because of his book, which I'm enjoying. And nice. then um, there's one with uh, Red Pill and one with uh, Burt State that where I just basically had little conversations with them, and I'll put them on later because they're basically friends, and we just had friendly conversations. Hmm. So yeah, at first I was like, kind of like, well, I should put the people up in order. And now I'm thinking, well, somebody that's, like, pushing a book or whatever, I kind of should have them on, you know, first. And the last one was uh, Go Rightly and I at the Blood Moon thing, which was, like, in October. Um, So, you know, I've got, uh, yeah, Alan Greenfield, which was a really good interview. I forgot how how much fun I had. That'll be up within a day. Mm. And then... um, Probably within another few days, I'll
2: get uh, uh, Mike Cullen's interview up. Nice. Yeah. So, So, you they're not saying anything bad about you. It's just, you know, it's like, leave the mail alone. Yeah, I feel some
3: pressure because people listen. I mean, it's free and all that. You know, you can say, God damn it, you you know, be uh, patient. But the thing is, the the show's supposed to be every week. It's not quite every week. And now it's going to be a little... Different because of uh, working for coast to coast two Sundays a month where I can't actually do the show live. Mm.
2: Well, it's uh... um,
3: I will pre-record some of them, which I don't like doing, but uh, for like certain guests, like um, I'm trying to get uh, Chris Albeck on now, the the guy that wrote um, uh, Wonders in the Sky with Willa.
2: It's good if you want to interview people in other countries and shit. Yeah. So, so. that that
3: you know, I don't plan stopping. I just. Things slowed down for a while because I'm trying to finish that book
2: exactly so, you're busy, but no pressure, like I said well I think oh so the, oh so go back to the painting, yeah, so the people they'll be thrilled to know that you unleash this tidbit of uh of, of uh bishop trivia, so the people yes the, the, a
3: a part of my sordid past, which is probably that's probably the only really sordid thing I have that I can think of unless there's other stuff I've blocked out.
2: And it's not even I mean, that, that sorted. I've it's, never
3: been arrested. You know. I've not been addicted to drugs. <laughs> so sorry.
2: <laughs> exactly. It's not even that it's not even that sorted. I'll will give you a pass for it. You're in your 20s. Oh, okay. So, it it does good
3: to uh it does a soul good to uh
2: what you would call it? To uh,
3: uh to confess, I guess.
2: There you go. <laughs> um so let me think here. Year in review. Let me since we're we got like 20 minutes left. Let me make sure we do the hot knot at the end of the thing. I never go back and check these anyway, but um, I think. Uh, oh, actually, there's one other thing that we should talk about that we touched on on uh, on Radio Mysterioso the other night that I sort of held back because I wanted to talk about it on this show. There's not much oh, yeah. to say. Um, I'm talking. I don't think we are on the same page. I don't think you know what I'm talking about, because uh, well, maybe you do. But I, I, w- I wanted to just say the Hillary Clinton UFO thing. It got picked up everywhere, but nobody, nobody responded. Donald Trump never said anything, and you know it just died out there. And and so I don't have any faith that this is going to be the new UFO election that everyone, well, not everyone, that some folks hope it's going to be. That I, I just don't. I've seen this movie too many times. I'm I'm surprised Hillary said something about UFOs, which she did, folks, if you haven't heard. Uh, and some strong well, shit, she got really. asked a question. Hmm?
3: She got asked a question. She was answering a question from somebody.
2: Right, right. But her, I thought her stance was fairly strong. I thought it was kind of interesting, because she was like, I think we've been visited before, but we don't know for sure. I thought that was kind of bold thing to say, but, you know. And yeah. it blew up everywhere. But, again, we it didn't blow up in, like, it blew up, but it, it didn't get any traction, you know. So... Unless Donald Trump or somebody says something in the next few days, I think this thing is gonna wither away and you're not gonna hear any more UFO stuff around the election. Yeah. yeah. Well
3: it's it's not going to because it's just not anything that any election hinges on ever. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, she's I think she was just trying to be nice and answer the question and not seem like you know, not seem like Trump does. It's like I'm not answering that crap. You know, like, right,
2: right. So that was the last. I feel like I feel like sort of the that's the bridge to the predictions and hot and not or what not really predictions, but the uh, the hot and not stuff here uh, closing out the year. Because I think um, I don't think I think because I was gonna say I think UFOs and ufology will stay where it's at. I don't think um, the only thing that could possibly change it is the UFOs. It's in their hands. I feel so. If they if they you know do something spectacular, then maybe something cool will happen, but... Although, I should mention this. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the... Because you were around in that era. It was before my time. Um, you were around in that era, you old person. No, I was around, but I wasn't in the scene during the era no, no, of... I, I, was, I was mocking you. I, I was know. around in that era, you
3: old person. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Uh, the X-Files era. Because with X Files coming back, who knows? Everyone says the X Files like was a huge phenomenon, and it and like we said, uh, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. You know, it seemed to make UFOs cool for like uh, you know a, a better part of a decade or something. And um, you know, so who knows? X Files is coming back in 2016. Maybe maybe UFOs will get a will get a bump from that. Let's hope.
3: Yeah, maybe I've, I've said this before, but I. I never really watched that show. I yeah, watched, I never like, did three either. Three four of them, and I, 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 they're okay, but I, I never cared that much. And people are like, "Good, you're totally into that stuff. Why aren't you?" It's like, and the reason was that I was I, the few of them I did watch. I was like, "And that's so much better. They, there's so much more to that story." And you know, kind yeah. like, of so I'd be frustrated. if you don't know where the material comes from, it's quite compelling. But if you're if you're immersed in the material material that they, they used for some of the shows, You're just kind of like, yeah, so? No, that's not what that meant. You know, you turn into an anti-fanboy,
2: almost. Hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. I never really got into it either, so... But I heard it was like a big to-do uh, for a while, so...
3: Maybe, uh... No, I, I watched a few of them, and I I enjoyed a few of them. But there was one, I can't remember the name of it, but basically it was the UFO show, there were references to every... Everything in the show was, was UFOs, and references to UFOs, references to... You know personalities and cases and everything, so it was kind of fun to watch how they worked all the old UFO cases and, and personalities and concepts and all that into into the show. Right.
2: Yeah. That's one of those where it's like I'd been I'd binge watch it if it was like 13 episodes, but it's something like 70 or 80 or 90 episodes. Who the fuck has time for that? I don't have time. To, I don't have time to watch <laughs> 90 episodes of anything.
3: No, I don't either. Even stuff I really like. You know, I've got one of my favorite shows ever, which I don't talk about, was um, uh, 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 "Pennies from Heaven. And there's, I think, six or eight of them or maybe more. Mm. It was a it was a British TV show from the early 1980s. I didn't see it when it first came out. Bob Hoskins, it was his first starring role. Oh, wow. And he's amazing in it. But you know, people probably know it from the the Steve Martin movie that they made, basically on the, the same writer, uh, the Hollywood movie that they made, which is not nearly as good as the original TV show. But that that's one thing I have binge watched, and I actually have it on all my devices, and every once in a while I watch bits and pieces of it. It's set in the 1930s. It's about a guy that's that um, is accused of murder, and, <laughs> wrongly accused of murder. But <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm setting a, a, a trend. trend. He's got a horrible life, or he thinks he does, and every you know, the the songs make him happy. So every once in a while, there's like a, a 1930s recording of a song comes on, and, and the characters in the in the in the show just starts like lip syncing it, and it's done really well. And it, for some reason, it's it, I think that's probably my favorite show ever. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> enough. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Pennies from Heaven with Bob Hoskins. I don't know where you can... I, I rented it from like a little video store and ripped copies of the of the DVDs just so I could have it. That, that's the only way I have it. I, I think you can still find it here. You can find bits and pieces of it online. If you go to YouTube, there's a bunch of segments from it.
2: Pennies from Heaven. Check it out, folks. Yeah,
3: it's it's, it's very strange. The, the writer, Dennis Potter, I really like a lot. He was a, a TV writer in,
2: uh, for the BBC for many years, and then he
3: died of... Um, I can't remember what the disease was, but... Probably cancer. Uh, no, it wasn't cancer. It was wow. something else. But there was uh. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. But that is my favorite program ever. It just for some
2: reason, really, it just it it's
3: it's it strikes a chord with me.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's funny. It reminds me of uh, like my favorite movie as a kid. It was like, have you ever seen Super Fuzz? No, but I heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. They used to show it, I think, on HBO all the time or something. But it was on constantly when I was a kid. Then all of a sudden, it just sure. dis- disappeared. But it was like this dude. He was like in a radioactive. Something happened. He witnessed a you know a missile launch test or some shit, and he got superpowers. But he could he would lose them when he saw the color red. And I think <laughs> I think Ernest Borgnine was in it with him. I think he was a cop, and Ernest Borgnine was his partner. And it was like just the weirdest. Just a weird movie, I don't know, it captivated me, but like it disappeared, and it was one of those things like the um like the Berenstein Bears thing. Have you heard of that thing that got big this year?
1: where yes. like,
2: people insist that the Baronstein Bears is, is like a time slip theory, like the Nelson Mandela thing, and uh for me, it was like that was super fuzz. It was like, did that movie exist? I don't even remember like <laughs> I, I remember this movie, but it's before the internet, I couldn't find out what the fuck it was or where it came from or what the name of it was. Thankfully, with the internet now, you can pretty much figure out anything like that, which is good.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's how I've, uh, that's how people can look at these pieces of pennies from heaven. and um, Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anybody else that's into that, that uh, show as much as I am. I, I don't really have any pennies from heaven buddies. <laughs> he did a few other series. I think one was called The singing detective, which is basically the same idea. Um, Really great stuff. I mean it just stuff you would never see on American T V, not that American T V sucks, but a completely different style. Yeah. And and sensibility and everything.
2: Um okay, oh yeah. So hot or not. So UFOs, unless the X Files makes it makes it popular again, uh, or unless a UFO does something crazy, I'm 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 gonna say it's gonna be a cold year for UFOs. Uh I think it's gonna be a good year for Bigfoot. Um but yeah. maybe maybe more of the same. Um, I think we'll see more sort of like, I, I think the ghost thing is turning into su- just a supernatural thing. I think, um, yeah. ghost is turning into like exorcisms, possessions, uh, demon type shit and creepy dolls and just creep, creepiness. Creepy, creepy is the, is the idea, I guess, is the, is the, is yeah, the, maybe, the vibe.
3: Or, or um, you know, on a, on a different note, maybe, uh, a cult.
2: Yeah, exactly, occult, occult, exactly. Somebody
3: just opened a uh, cafe in LA here and it, it uh, has an occult theme. So I don't know if they're, you know, they're anticipating the the trend or what.
2: I think they're on the right track cuz I think uh, the occult is going to be is uh it's already sort of the, it, embodied by that ridiculous uh exorcism live thing. It's I think that's going to be big. I think uh, the conspiracy thing will just keep going as a conspiracy with these with these attacks and shit. I think there's you know there'll be more attacks. They'll range in size from small to hopefully not too big. Hopefully not at all. Yeah, well, but, if, you know if
3: there's more attacks the conspiracy thing will explode because people will don't people will have fears and they won't like the explanations that they get. Exactly. Oh, kinda of like they didn't act like the explanation of one thing we didn't talk about, which was that um thing out off of California uh, a couple months ago. that uh, oh, the missile, the missile test, a, yeah. Yeah, the missile test, which people still refuse to say it was a missile test because, was, oh, the government said it, so they must be lying. Uh, right. So the government lies every single time. Um, what can the government do with it? What, what can people in the government do and in, in counterintelligence do when nobody believes anything they say? They can use that.
2: <laughs> exactly. Tell
3: exactly what's happening so that they, they think that that's not what's happening.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's frustrating. You know, we, we laugh about the year in review and how it's like a bitch fest cynical. But it's like to the people who refuse to believe that it was a missile test, it's like, you know, it's sort of a jujitsu response in a way. But it's like, OK, fine. I'll take your side. It's a UFO. What fucking difference did it make? None. So. Yeah, it
3: made no difference. Even when you tell people, look, here are five videos that look exactly the same that are missile tests. Right. And they look at them like, nope, those are UFOs too. Or, nope, that's different. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. It's like... But yeah, it doesn't, It makes no difference. That's the other thing that we've, we've bitched, about, bitched and moaned about. What, another UFO video? Yeah. So what? That's how I felt about the Roswell slide. Yeah. A- another stupid thing that's not going to make any difference to anybody outside of the field.
2: Yeah. It's like folks don't most cling to is. shit. Don't cling to shit that you know. If, yeah. if, if, if if there's no point in nostalgia, it didn't really you know, if it doesn't make a difference then then don't cling to it. Let it go, whether you believe it or yeah. not. You know? Yeah. Um Exactly. What did I say? Conspiracies are gonna be, you know, the same same as always with conspiracies. I think um I feel like the election and the global tension sort of outweigh the conspiracies in a way. People kind of like what we talked about with 9/11. People didn't have time for UFOs afterwards. I think with the election yep. and this sort of global war going on, I feel like people don't almost don't have time for for uh, conspiracies in a weird way. Ironically enough, I just I just feel that way. I don't know. I, th- I think people are like I think they're like we. Be- I th- I think people feel like they're genuinely threatened and not by the government. So therefore they. They refuse they have the blinders up, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Play. Kinda like after nine eleven, no one would talk about the nine eleven truth thing for like a few years, you know?
3: Yeah, well they just didn't want they wanted to hear things that made them feel comforted, not worried.
2: Yeah, not more worried, you know. It's like, yeah. wait, shit, so you're telling me this nine eleven thing happened and the government did it? Yeah. Like at that point, like you're freaking out. So Yeah. Um Big things for the new year. Like I said, Bigfoot will probably do pretty well for itself. And uh, cryptozoology is getting better and better. People like it a lot. Um, Space, I think, is going to be big. Um, And the occult, like we talked about earlier. The sort of natural segue from ghosts to general sort of uh, taboo creepiness. I think those are the big three things that we'll see uh, more of this year. And hopefully something will come along that will be really crazy and interesting.
3: Well, I hope so. You know, you, you always hope there's, like, a a game changer, and if not, at least something that is more than a bauble, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, well, it's funny. I, I have to, I'd have to go back and look, and I may be wrong about, like, that it all happened in one year, but I'm pretty sure it did. But there was, like, one year we did this, and it was, like, Stevenville, the Bigfoot body hoax, and, like, the oh, yeah. the explosion of ghost hunting all in one year. It was, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. So you never know. It could be you could have a, a it could be a big year, it could be could be another more of the same, but who knows. I feel like if I was gonna make a prediction though, I, I feel like we're in I think with the election, I don't know, these round years, these leap years, I just feel like things happen. I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be sort of a year of, of change in a way. I'm feeling it personally, so I, I you know, I feel yeah, like Yeah, me
3: too actually. Yeah. I finally settled into my uh, non-traditional employment status and trying to move forward with that. So, yeah, for me, yeah,
2: a lot of change. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I've I've had more change in the last, like, three months than I've had, like, in the last uh, five years. So it's been that, that tumultuous for me. So I feel like maybe that's going on with everybody else or maybe it's just me, but it seems like a lot of people are experiencing change. So mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. Well, um I'm gonna have to at a certain point. Exactly. Change is good. Yeah. All right. Well that's we got what, five minutes left? Let me let me do uh we'll probably dribble over a little bit, but I feel like we covered pretty much everything. And uh yeah. the website yeah. for you is Radio dot com, correct?
3: Yes, that's still the website, or if you want to look at old magazines, looted middle dot com. And that's about it. And then um, I'm editing a book that's a collection of stuff from UFO Mystic, which I recently discovered has been pulled off of the uh, Internet. I can't find it anywhere.
2: Now. Again? So, yeah. Well, you can't even get it on the Wayback Machine? Nope. Shouldn't have mentioned well, you were getting it off of there. Someone. <laughs> someone stepped... Well, that's
3: okay. I don't care. I mean, people that know that the, where it was could find it.
2: Yeah. Um, but the thing is that it's
3: I think there's some glitch on it now they may have fixed it, but there was some glitch on it at least a couple of weeks ago that had been going on for about a month where I couldn't access any of it. Weird. Um, the thing is that if you go on the way back machine, it's very painstaking to try and go through everything that it's not,
2: mm. it's the links
3: don't always work. And yeah. The
2: navigation's all fucked up.
3: The nav- navigation's really weird on it.
2: So you could find most of the stuff. <coughs> um,
3: but I just cherry picked the ones I thought were good, and then on top of that, I wrote, I think, three new pieces, and then I got two or three new pieces—not new pieces, but old ones that were either, you know, published once or never published before. Yeah. Um, like, there's one. I it was a piece I read on Robert L- My friend Robert Larson's radio show. It was. It what it was. It's called um, "Laughter Spells Death." It was about taking LSD and then uh, and then thinking I was uh, my friend and I were going to laugh so hard we were going to laugh ourselves to death. Hmm. And uh we watched we watched Bugs Bunny cartoons and it, uh, that was a big mistake.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> then I ran outside and the whole sky was filled with UFOs. Anyway, there's a there's a, there's a piece in there on that and nice. uh a, a response to a bad review of Project Beta that I never, that never <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, and just Little things here and there that that, that uh, haven't seen the light of day or haven't see, haven't uh, seen the light of day for many years. So you know it's not just a bunch of old stuff from UFO mystic. It's there's actually
2: uh, yeah new stuff.
3: A couple, a couple of new things and a few old things that uh, people that I mean I've got pre pre UFO mystic stuff on there too.
2: Nice. So it's like a whole treasure trove of stuff. Now the question, of course, that everybody wants to know is when are they going to be able to get this book?
3: Well, I'm doing the index, so I'm trying to get it done by the end of this month. So sometime after that, because it's self-published, so I'm going to have to, you know, submit it to the place, make sure that the proof looks good. So probably within two months, maybe at the outside.
2: All right, nice.
3: So I'm, I'm really, I'm really trying to get it finished. Oh, and,
2: uh, uh, Red Pill Junkie did the illustration. Oh, nice. Red Pill Junkie's a fantastic uh, artist.
3: Well, I didn't know this until I was talking to him once, and he said, "Oh,
2: here's some caricatures
3: I made." I was like. I didn't know you did this.
2: You yeah, know, no, he's wanna, awesome. He's done yeah, a whole Nick, shitload of mine on Nick my Facebook Nick and me page.
3: and I think, uh, Mac Tony's, and they said, you want to do some illustrations for my book? So he said, yeah. He wanted,
0: well,
1: that's uh, the British whole, lady.
3: Yeah. He, uh, so he did an illustration for each chapter and the cover, which is beautiful. And I couldn't think of a name for the book until just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. um, And uh, I did a a cut-up, which basically I took the introduction and a couple other things and threw them in a cut-up generator, and I just started reading it to see what what phrases jumped out at me. And one of them was, It it Defies Language. So that's
2: the name of the book. Nice. I like that. It Defies Language. That's good. Yeah,
3: It Defies Language, essays on UFOs and other weird things.
2: That's a great title. I love it.
3: I know, which I I, I really liked it because it's a book that's called It Defies Language.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's very good. I like that a lot. I like that. I like that. Um, all right. Well, the British lady's going to count us off or kick us off in a minute. But we're going to keep rolling just for like five minutes, so I can give folks an update on what the hell's going on with uh, Benal of America. Not much of an update, but at least uh, some kind of guidepost. Don't don't hang up, Greg, though. So uh because okay. uh, you never know. So I might all of a sudden be like, Ah, we never talked about Jared from Subway. So. <laughs> I was going to put him in the in the image thing but I was like I can't defile the year in review by mentioning Jared from Subway on our graphic. He's he's No, he's no, awful. no. Not Jared
3: from Subway.
2: Yeah. How fucking weird. Um if any Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, we're off the year now. Thanks to all the folks who tuned in live and <laughs> thanks for the fo- to the folks in the chat room for bailing us out in the uh in the off time when things went down. Um yeah, the only other thing that I kind of noticed, I guess, but it kind of goes more to, like, 2014, but it's just, like, scandals, celebrities. It's, like, this whole culture of, like, build somebody up and tear them down and, you know, it's, like, people just are just it, – it just seems like it gets worse every year, you know? I mean I – It
3: does, and I don't pay any attention to it whatsoever, and I never have. Maybe it has, has something to do with me being a guy and the age I'm at, but I just – I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even know what's going on or who's involved in a scandal or anything, really. I know about Jared from Subway, but um, How could you other than that, you know, all I ever see once in a while is like, look at the crazy shit that happened in Florida again. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love Florida. <laughs> That's about all I see. I don't really, you know, there's like 400 links wherever you go. It's like, you know, what is Kim Kardashian doing this week with, you know, with her douche or
2: something like that. <laughs> I,
3: I never click on those things or, you know, who looks good in a bikini? And it's like,
2: uh Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I, you know, I'm a victim of the, uh, of the news cycle. So I guess you need to get a a lot of this shit, but, um,
3: yeah, well, I was going to, I told you I was going to give you a a t-shirt that said
2: clickbait on it. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, well, that does it for the year in review, folks. Uh, welcome to 2016. Goodbye, 2015. Uh, this is probably the most I, – I say this every year, but I think this one takes the cake for the most haphazard year in review we've ever done. I, so I guess I'll segue now into a small update on things. I, I, I mentioned this like on the last few shows now. it's my, my life is chaos still. It's just absolutely chaotic. I'm sitting in a little tiny room that's not where we normally tape in all of America at a little tiny desk that's like made for a child and yeah. uh, in a freezing cold room. And I haven't actually hosted a a, a Banal of America from where we traditionally host the show since the Eric wallett episode back in like August or, or September. Or so uh,
3: Why? Why are you in this cold little room at a tiny desk? Because
2: my, cause my phone line got all messed up and I haven't had the time to figure uh-huh. out why my phone line only works in one room of the house. So, oh, okay. It's very annoying. So I eventually had yeah, to move whatever. the landline. The yeah, I had to move the landline Radio Shack phone and just plug it into my modem. So I have a phone line here, as opposed to normally we have the uh, the portable phone plugged in. That way, you don't really need to worry about where the base is. You know what I mean? So right. So that's the gist.
3: Yeah, I, I had to move everything out in the other room for coast to coast because I can't keep my wife up at you know two three yeah. in the morning.
2: But I'm working on a new home office, which should be done, uh, you know, by the end of the month. And hopefully by then, uh, things will be a little more settled in, at least as far as like recording the show and everything, because it's such an inconvenience that it's, that's part of it, too, where I'm like, ah, uh, you know, well, you know, just kind of gets on my it brings me down, I guess. Good point way to put it. Um, and. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about what's going on in my life, I guess you could say, but I've got a new job. It's going really well. Folks will probably hear more about it, I hope, uh, you know, in the weeks and months to come. It's uh, it's taking up a lot of my time, but I'm really enjoying it, and I'm having an absolute blast. And that's pretty much why been All of America has been slow, uh, you know, since, like, Thanksgiving. But I expect... This is episode 829, which means we wrap it up at 833. So we've got four shows left this season. So I hope and expect to, uh, I really actually, I think I pretty much have the, the, the final four already sort of lined up cause I've been trying to schedule guests and stuff, but just haven't had the time to tape shows. So mm-hmm. the gist of it is, is I'd say probably over the next two months, we'll wrap up season nine with the final four episodes of the season. And then, uh, I'll have to, you know, make some kind of decision about what the deal is with season 10 and uh when season 10 will start. I can almost assure you though if I like, let's say I wrap up season 9 on Valentine's Day, then there's a good chance that season 10 won't premiere till like 4th of July. Like I'm going to take a serious break here cuz uh I like I like to be able to sort of have the wind in my sails or whatever that expression is and I don't really like this start and stop, start and stop uh Style of doing the show so i want to be able to uh really have everything planned out before we push the snowball down the hill for season 10 but we still got four more shows in season nine and they should be coming at you over the course of the next couple of months that's the gist of it and um don't worry about me i'm doing great <laughs> so excellent yeah i think that covers it um let me just do the plugs if you're listening to this if you're still listening to this and you have no idea who we are and everything, um, I don't know what you're, I don't know why you're listening to this. Why
3: are you even here? Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, but you can find more of this at Benall of America. So head on over to Benal of America dot com, B I N N A L L of America dot com. That's where you can find a ton more shows, a bunch with me and Greg wrapping up the year, and a bunch with a whole bunch of other folks talking about all different kinds of topics in the world of paranormal. We're also on Facebook, punch in Banal of America, same spelling and all that good stuff. Like us on Facebook. Uh, that's really about it, uh, I guess. If you want to make a donation, there's a donation link at Banal of America. You can also mail us one at uh, the PO box. The address is at B O A. And uh, you know, in a sense, I, I you know I feel bad because we we've, we've really kind of like hit the skids over the last couple of months, but. In the greater sense of everything, folks, trust me, it's for the best. It's it's only going to get bigger and better from here, and it's uh, really good, good, uh, good roads ahead, I guess you could say. I think I made that expression up, but there's good, there's good roads ahead, as Tim and all once said. Uh, (laughs) So hang in there, (laughs) and we'll and we'll we'll uh, we'll get you to those good roads. Don't worry about that. And thank you, you know, folks, for your support of the program. I. I really do appreciate it. It's been a long, long ride, and uh, the ride will continue for quite some time. So thank you, so much for your support. Thank you, Greg, for coming back on the show. Much appreciated, my friend.
3: No problem. Anytime. I, uh, I hope I hope I to remain interesting for years to come. At least to be able to come back on the show.
2: Absolutely, buddy. All right, folks. Uh, until next time, this is Tim and all. Thank you for listening and signing off.